Welcome everyone to the Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thank you for downloading or streaming our show. Take the time out of your busy life to listen to us. And remember, please, if you're digging the show, uh, subscribe, leave us a kind rating, share it with your friends, uh, whatever it takes to get the Sword Chomp name out there. Um, we have a great show today, a magical show, some might say. Um, so I will introduce our magical guest that we'll be talking to you over the next couple of hours. Um, up first, uh, we have, like I said, Josh, my keyboard died before the show, but I had written down uh, Joshua the Hedgehog Bigot Fowler from Michigan joins us. How you doing, Josh? You ain't a hedgehog, is you? <laughs> you ain't one of them hedgehogs. That's right, man. You got to work on that accent, Josh. It's It's a little rough. What are you talking about? A guy from Montana talking about a bad southern accent. I'm telling you, man. People in Montana, we don't have accents. It's surprisingly boring uh, up here as far as, you know, the language goes. Better tell some of the ranchers that. Well, (laughs) I I speak for everyone in Montana, apparently. That's my new thing. Uh, I don't know why I wrote that down, Josh. I think you were just, you know, whether you're sending us pictures of hedgehogs, um... Or 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 making fun of Sonic, I had you down as the hedgehog bigot. So is that okay with you? Yeah, that's fine. All right. Well, we're glad you're here. Are you excited to be uh, talking uh, Cuphead and other stuff? Games. I mean, we're talking tough games. Yeah, I mean, as long as we're not talking about hedgehogs, it's fine. Well, it's... Shay did play a little more Sonic Mania, so he might talk a little bit about it. We don't like your kind around here. <laughs> we. Uh, speaking of the kind we don't like around here. That would be Shay Layton from Japan, or as I had in my notes before they died, uh, Shay, I would sell my testicles in the black market to play Cuphead Layton. How are you doing, Shay? Hey, I'm good. He succeeded. You s- <laughs> oh, that's what that was? Okay, nice. I need- it's magic. <laughs> um, but he's not playing Cuphead, so this could be a whole nother no. scenario. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very, very bummed about Cuphead. Very. It's it's hard to imagine a world where Shay has talked about Cuphead for years, and he's the only person I know not playing Cuphead right now. It's it's a strange world, Shay. Tis indeed, but I guess I still have that shitty No Man's Sky game that you sent me to tide me over. Or Destiny 2, you know. That's D2. true. That's true. <laughs> the, time, the time is right. God, that would have been great. Can you believe that? Like, the thought that, Des- that uh, Shay might have been playing Destiny instead of Cuphead is just, like, an interesting, like, mindfuck. Um, but, so, you know, I just like the... De- I, it, I shouldn't keep rubbing it in. It's like salt in the moon, Shay. I'm sorry. No, we're glad you... No, it's that. okay. It's, it's, it, it's no um, lack of effort from me, but we can go into that later. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Shay's in a tough spot. Um, but we are glad you're here. Maybe we'll talk a little Sonic Mania and other stuff. Uh, um, and getting the thumbs up on the webcam, so that's a yes. Uh, our next co-host, this is kind of a cool story. I just found out about this off the air, guys. Um, so our next co-host, we were talking off air about how we're coming up on you know the Game of the Year show in a couple months and you know Christmas and um, you know how we love spending that time with our families and the season and all that. And uh, our next co-host told me this really 
crazy story about how he was actually kicked out of his office Christmas party. Removed from his office Christmas party because he was hanging what? mistletoe. Yeah, he was hanging mistletoe from his belt buckle. And uh, it, it became a real, a real nasty situation. So here to tell us more about it, Anthony Fisher's here. How are you doing, Fish? Hey, I wouldn't call it a nasty situation. What? I guess uh, some people have their, you know, opinions about where one should hang their mistletoe. <laughs> yeah. Was it more of like a warning hanging a tree parasite over your branch full of parasites? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I get that. I get that joke, Josh. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I was like, I don't even know what to do with that one, fish. Don't feel bad. I guess just trying to keep my worm, uh, keep people away from my little worm or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's all I get. I don't know. I don't know. See, sometimes they just say jokes and they let them hang there and just let us drift in our confusion. It's like, like that mistletoe. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I thought it was clever, Fish. I thought it was really clever, honestly. You know what I mean? So. No. Oh, yeah. Thank you. You know. Yeah, I wish you were there to partake in. I uh, well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could have brought the party home with you. <laughs> That's true. You kiss the bald-headed prince, and then you get to take him home afterwards. Uh, would they say "tis the season to be bally"? Ball Z, but let's move on. <laughs> Bali? <laughs> it was where uh, it was worth it. That's magical. Oh, God, magical. That's magical. <sighs> I'm gonna vomit. All right. Um. Anyways, <laughs> now that I've, st- I've stuttered and short circuited my own brain. Um. And of course, I'm Morgan Barnes from the blue skies of Montana. As I mentioned earlier, and we have a cool show today. We had to do some last minute kind of rearranging. We had a guest that um, had some medical issues, so maybe we'll have her in another week or two. Um, Firekeeper, a good friend of ours. I posted about it on the Instagram, but she couldn't make it. But we'll have her back hopefully in a couple weeks. Maybe we'll wait until Josh gets a hold of, maybe Josh and Fish get a, or Josh and Shay get a hold of Destiny. So, you know, we don't have to regurgitate too much Destiny until she's here, and then we can just regurgitate it all together in unison. Lots of regurgitation. How's that sound? Sounds great. Sounds good. <laughs> I, I, am I, am I going to be the mama bird regurgitating into your guys' mouth? Or is... That's my fantasy, is you're the, you're the mama bird. <laughs> and I'm just... <laughs> oh, God. Cheep, 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 cheep. Sustenance. I feel like I'm drunk, but I'm, I'm really just loopy, I guess. Um... Anyways. What the hell is going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> we got a great show today. Um, so a couple of cool things on the docket. Of course, we're talking Cuphead. That is the game that has uh, swept the gaming world um, by storm. And we've been really excited to talk some Cuphead. We are talking maybe a couple other small things. Maybe a little more Sonic Mania from Shea because he's in Japan. And he's been kind of going back to that. Um, a little bit of Destiny, but not too much because, you know, People get sick of hearing Destiny, but we just push it more to the back of the show because Destiny is an ever-evolving, never-ending uh, game that people just keep playing. So it's always a little bit relevant, as painful as it might be for some of the Destiny haters out there. And the topic of the show, we had to switch up at the last moment, um, and it's where you decided we're going to talk about gaming difficulty today, which I think is really appropriate because of Cuphead. 
and that should be a pretty fun last minute switch. Um, but oh, and a bio break. We have a really cool bio break topic uh, that me and Shay are going to bring to the table as well when we kind of take a break from our uh, nerdness to uh, get our science nerd on. So gaming nerd, science nerd, it's all connected. You know, biology, life, nerdiness, and. Now I'm just rambling because I don't have my notes. I'm using my fucking piece of paper, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good show. Um, so on this topic of difficulty, I, I'm glad we can, in a way get to discuss this because as I was playing Cuphead, I was just thinking a lot about the relevance of difficulty. Like what is too much? Um, how important is it with a game? How, how does it affect us now as adults as opposed to when we were kids? There's so many fun layers to take this. Uh, especially that three of us are playing Cuphead, which is one of the more difficult games to come out in a long time. So, uh, fun topic at hand. Let's just jump right into it. Um, how about this? I'll break the ice a little bit. We've been playing a lot of Cuphead, and I've personally come to the realization that I, I've been, and this is where I stand on it, okay? Uh, you guys disagree, it's fine, because I know you guys have different opinions on me as a gamer, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, Josh in particular. But I will say this. I've been playing video games my whole life, and I'm like, what, 31 years old? I think. I always forget how old I am. I'm so, sorry. Um, but <laughs> I literally play video games for this podcast. It's a passion of mine. I've been playing them my whole life. And if I have trouble with the game, then I feel like it's just too much. And, and I, some people might say that's egotistical or wrong, but I don't give a fuck, okay? Because I feel like I'm willing to commit to a game. I know how to play video games. And I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. I even love a challenge. But if a game to the point now in my life pushes me away where I'm just like, fuck this shit. This is too much for me. And I am a, what I would describe a passionate or hardcore gamer, I guess, to a degree. Then that's got to be too much, right? So, I mean, where do you guys stand on this and, and gaming dif- difficulty and everything? Josh, I'll throw it to you first. I mean, I think it depends on the game and what they're going for. Cuphead mm-hmm. in particular is basically all bosses it has some platforming stages in there as well mm-hmm. um but it's it's basically bosses and if it weren't difficult there really wouldn't be much to the game like without without this game being difficult it's like a 30 minute game um so i, do, I don't know it's like the, i think the like difficulty was always no, I feel like that was always the point from the beginning. Yeah. Um, just based on what I've played so far, it seems like they were intending to make it, you know, pretty pretty tough. Yeah. Maybe it's because that art direction is so uh, distinctive and, and without being too specific on Cuphead at the time, although it's fine for reference. Um, that's But that's a tricky argument, though, Josh, because what if you took something like Inside? If you were to make the puzzles easier or erase them, you basically could walk through that game in half an hour too. I mean, that's a component of the game they wanted to build, sort of a classic like Contra style shooter, right? Yeah. I mean, Inside's a strange one, considering there weren't any puzzles in that game, but um <laughs> But um Josh's brain yeah, it's it's yeah, no, but I processes mean, Um I don't know. The the puzzles in that game all their games so far. Like Limbo was the same way with me. Like it's the puzzles didn't even seem to do anything in that game um like you knew what to do it was just a matter I, of doing it kind of a thing yeah they, they were all fairly obvious other than okay. like one or two traps that were like hidden in shadows so you had to you had to just die in them and then 
than know they were there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was the the puzzle in that game. I don't feel like in Limbo, in Limbo specifically, I don't feel like the puzzles added anything. Mm-hmm. In Inside, maybe the ones we were, some of them were okay. Like they added to okay. added to the story with the whole uh, mind controlling themes going on there. But I I don't know. I mean that's. I feel like that's something you have to to know going into a game. What 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 are you trying to do with a game? I think is a big yeah. thing. Like, is it is it narrative focused? Then maybe don't make people play the same thing over and over again if you're trying to tell a story. Um, like, it, yeah. it should be easy enough to just kind of go through, um, in order to accomplish the goal it's trying to, you know, get across. Yeah. Um, so you're saying with the game. It, like Cuphead, they're designing it to be a, a boss run sort of game. If they made it easy, yeah. Yeah. then what's the whole point? You know, they're basically exactly. The, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like there's 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 very very little else other than the difficulty um, mm-hmm. to make that game take any amount of time. Um, okay. So well, and one quick thing before we throw it to Fish and Shea because I want to get this because I know we kind of diverted on Cuphead, which is fine because it's on the it's on the tip of our tongues right now but like how do you stand with like gaming difficulty now as an adult like as far as like how much you embrace it how much is too much like in general i'm sorry was that to me or shay oh sorry that was to you josh um i mean it you're the one we always, we always it, joke it, with you as being like the good one you're you're the good at games <laughs> compared to I mean, I enjoy it in a game like Cuphead. Um, I don't enjoy it a lot in narrative games. Like, I'd almost rather crank it down for some of them just to make sure Mm -hmm. I'm not replaying anything just because it gets gets frustrating. There was... I'm trying to remember what it was. There was something I was playing recently that was more story-driven but then had a couple challenging bosses with unskippable Mm. cutscenes. And seeing the same cutscene you know, three times in a row. Yeah. Is it's just the worst. It's the worst. Um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I just, well, I don't mind difficulty, but I only like it whenever I feel like that it's, it's meant to be there. It's actually adding something, something like, uh, I mean, for example, the difficulty in something like Hyperlight drifter, kind of added to the themes of that game the the feeling of helplessness in the yeah. you know the dead dead world going on there um and that really added to it dying in that game was not the worst thing ever um yeah, even though even though there was a story there it was it worked in that game whereas something like um anytime i ever died in Uncharted 4, even as much as I love that game, anytime I died in it, it was the fucking worst. It, like, it just, it just ruined it. All of a sudden, you're playing this, you know, amazing, amazing, uh, you know, theatrical set piece, and yeah. then, you know, some idiot lobs a grenade two feet from you from 300 yards away and kills you, and you, yeah. you start it all over. And it's just like, it doesn't add anything to it's the true. game. So just yeah. That's a good point. What about you, Shay? Where do you stand on this whole difficulty madness? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Um, one one thing I want to backtrack on just really fast is uh, is something Josh had said that was interesting to me is about the bosses that we had just <clears throat> excuse me sorry in an earlier podcast we talked about boss battles and how how it felt like recently games have kind of done away with bosses as much and have focused more on narrative and stuff like that and then this game that's interesting that this game is primarily bosses that's kind of like a complete 180 from most of what the industry is doing right now um just just a random thought and aside but yeah as far as sure. as far as a uh, difficulty goes i don't know i kind of i kind of relate relate that akin to uh basically whenever you want to learn something in your life you have to spend a lot of time doing in an idyllic world we would you know just be good at everything but then there would be no reason to learn things and the reason i think as humans what perpetuates uh the the curiosity to learn and to overcome things um such as certain skills is because it's difficult and it requires mental and physical fortitude um, sometimes to extreme levels. So when it comes to something like gaming, to me, it, it all depends on how much time and energy I want to invest in that and if that's something I really want to get good at. And it's the same with anything in my life, whether it's, for me personally, whether it's drumming or working out or being good at my job or a relationship or anything of that nature. It's just, do I want to put in the time and energy and how much time do I want to put in how much energy? So. With a game, it's it's the same concept, and I I really don't I don't want to make a generalized statement about gamers or about people in general. However, um, I do think that there is something to be said about wanting games just to be easy or to have have an easy mode. I feel like that's mm-hmm. just an easy way out because. Th- some of the best experiences are cultivated by suffering and working your ass off to get really good at it. So why would you, as a gamer, as a personal investor in this game who has spent $20, want to get this watered-down experience? Or, you know, for any game in general, you look at something like Bloodborne or Dark Souls or Neo, those games pride themselves on being difficult, and people who beat those games they you know they 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 hold a level of personal achievement with themselves why would you want to deprive yourself of that why would you want a game to be easy just because it's too difficult at the time you're playing it you know i i just i've never understood that and that's kind of <clears throat> not to go much further it's kind of come to me from there there's this and i've talked with you guys about it in the past there's this game for the sega genesis called uh might and magic gates to another world and it's it's by and large still to this day the hardest game i've ever played and i still think about it i still think about how difficult that game was and then whenever i think you know man this game is really really difficult i always think back to that game and i'm like man this game doesn't even compare it just requires me to put time and patience into this game whereas that that mm-hmm. game that i i'm talking about was just it was it's fucking stupid how hard it was, and like that sometimes there wasn't even a point to how difficult it was. I'm sure nobody knows what I'm talking about, and that's okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just in in general, to some 
make that into summation. I just think that if if a game is unnecessarily hard just to be hard and it doesn't make any sense whatsoever, sure, I have a problem with that, just like everyone else. If a game is difficult and requires you to spend some time to get the learning curve, either do it because you're invested and you want to, or don't and just be quiet and move on. There's no need to complain about a game in general, not necessarily Cuphead, being difficult because you don't want to spend the time and energy. And that and that really reflects on the people who make the game. It's just it's just people who have a medium just opening their mouths when they really don't want to. And that does, that's not to say against gamers or people, and some people I understand genuinely struggle with it, but at the same time, consider all in. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, there's some fair points in there. There's a lot of stuff I want to retort to, but I want to give Fish a chance too here as well. Um, this is a, this is a fun topic. Uh, Fish, where do you stand on all this madness? Um, as an adult nowadays, yeah, I, I don't, it, it'd be easy for me to, you know, bump down the difficulty to easy and just get the general gist of games nowadays but uh i'm kind of a purist as far as like just want to experience a game on the normal mode because in my head i always think this is how the game developers want me to play this game and so i'll 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 do it on normal and um usually i'll have one playthrough through it and feel satisfied but um some games that i guess uh i i grow fond of um of course this is going to be something back in whenever i was younger um like metal gear solid 2 um playing that game through normal uh i enjoyed the fuck out of it but i wanted more out of metal gear solid 2 so next thing that they essentially the next set of i guess content that was there for me to do was to bump up the difficulty so of course like i wanted to try hard and then very hard and then uh, I think there was one more difficulty level after that. I'm not sure, but yeah, in Metal Gear Solid 2, like I wanted to go through the game through the hardest uh, difficulty, just because it was my own. Like Shay was saying, it's like a my own personal goal. I wanted to uh, beat the game at a certain difficulty, so I could just tell myself, like, hey, it beat beat Metal Gear Solid 2 on the hardest difficulty, and and just kind of have a bit of pride in that i guess um extreme man that's tough i look at yeah. on extreme was no joke no it wasn't um and it's fun too like collecting all the dog tags and everything i love that game um and yeah it, it's uh, like difficulty for me like yeah i i tend to not want to go on very hard because it seems like a lot of games ramp up their difficulty in like almost unfair ways like i'm thinking of like god of war 2 like they there's a hard mode on that which is just fucking ridiculous and it, I, at that point after beating it on normal and then trying it on hard like i didn't see the point of putting myself through all that fucking pain because i already had kind of that you know that fatigue of mashing my button so much and being kind of perfect with my combos and staying at staying alive in that game then when yeah. you bump it up to like hard mode on that it's just it's just it's not fun anymore at that point and uh, i guess i'm not that big of a god of war fan but still like i just well, that's remember. a good point like how they approached their difficulty was basically just like uh, 
let's throw a bunch. It, it felt very ha uh, haphazard. Like, let's make a difficulty mm -hmm. by, like, someone was in a, a room, like, okay, let's pull the switch for more enemies, and let's pull the switch for you die faster. You know, and, instead of, like, really doing it in an interesting way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're, they're, and that goes from game to game, you know, it depends. Like, like Halo? Halo has great difficulty increases. Heroic is, like, the best way mm -hmm. to play Halo. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, Heroic, yeah, you definitely... I think that's how I played um, Halo 3 and 4 the first time, I think, is on Heroic. Me and you bumped it up um, just because yeah. we knew we, w we we were veterans at that point. We were used to the controls and everything. It's just it's natural to kind of give us a kind of a challenge in those games. Um, yeah, yeah even, even up to Legendary in that game, like, it's, it's you become strategic. And uh, I guess because of that... Uh, really good core gameplay of that game it, it kind of shines uh, at the higher difficulties that's a good point well a couple of things to trail back to Josh and Shay to pull you guys back in here you guys both did some interesting things that I want to mention first off I noticed that Shay mentioned like Shay I had a lot of good points about the investment which I agree with like are you willing to learn this thing invest in it and it's you know the juice is it worth the squeeze it's going to taste much sweeter when you spend all night squeezing um no, I want to take that back. I don't, I don't want to have said that the way I said that. But one interesting thing about what Josh said to what you were saying is it depends on the kind of game you're making, right? Like you said you, don't, you weren't a fan of games, just um, you'd rather have a more difficult or challenging experience. But yeah, like, like Josh is saying, if the game is a narrative-driven game, like Uncharted, it would feel really off-base, right? So it really seems to play into the kind of game they're creating, which sounds like a dumb thing to say out loud, right? Well, of course, it depends on the kind of game they're creating, but it depends on what your philosophy is. Like, the, the experience you want the gamer to take away from your game, how important is difficulty to that? Um, but anyways, the reason I bring it up is because yeah. what you were saying, what Josh was saying were almost kind of conflicting, but I don't think you guys would disagree with each other. I, I would say that, yeah, because I, I'm not saying that all games should be difficult. What I'm saying is, if you find a game that is more difficult and it makes sense within the context, sure, that's fine. Um, either either you want to get used to the learning and growth curve and play it, or you don't, and that's fine. Um, in, in that specific example with Uncharted, I agree, though, because some of the enemies in there felt very bullet-spongy, and that's not conducive yeah. to the narrative you're trying to teach. Or not teach, but impart, um, have the the uh, player learn. Whereas other games, that's kind of the bread and butter of the game, and people, whether or not they're just not doing their research or they don't want to invest the time, complain about it, and it doesn't make sense to me. Um, however, I've already said what I need to say about that. But um, yeah, when when it comes to narrative driven games, I think difficulty should not be exceptionally high unless it makes sense within the context of the game. You know, there are certain <laughs> there are certain parts of a narrative game that can be incredibly difficult and for good, good reason because it goes along with, it goes along with the story whereas other parts you're yeah. wanting to move the story along at a reasonable brisk pace because the game yeah. is already slow slower with the narrative beat. Yeah. Well, that and if it's going to be difficult, let the fail state not end the story. I mean, we already talked about Metal Gear. 
the first Metal Gear has the whole button tapping sequence, which, apart from this, the it's a button mashing, which fuck that. But the torture chamber sequence. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, the torture sequence. It's it's it sucks because you're just mashing a button. But if you fail it, the game doesn't end. It just changes the story. And I feel like more games need difficulty like that, where mm. if they want it to be difficult, write your way out of it. Don't just have it be, oh, you suck, try it over again. That's not, that's, that's just the worst way to do it. Yeah. Um, Especially if you want to see the story, because you're like, fuck, I want to know what happens yeah. next, and now I'm angry, because <laughs> I can't see yeah. it. Exactly. So I feel, like th- I feel like there are interesting ways to do it, but a lot of it is done just lazily. And I think yeah. that's that's where I have the biggest issue, where people are just like tacking on extra health points, throwing mm-hmm. in tons of extra enemies. Mm-hmm. They're it's not that's not mm-hmm. the most entertaining way to do that. That's kind of what Fish was saying too. Like the increased difficulty in a lot of games makes them more interesting. Look from Diablo to Halo to even something like Catherine, which I felt like the difficulty actually worked because the game was sort of about madness and, and mm-hmm. puzzle solving in a way. The it worked in that context, but yeah, like in a game where it's just, here's the same game, but we're going to make the enemies have twice as much HP and you die twice as fast. It's, it's like they just threw that in there for people who just wanted to try to get more time out of their 60 bucks, but there's no thought into it, like you're saying. It's lazy. Um, I don't know if it's lack and that's of a problem. thought. I think it's more of... I don't know if that is, is stems more from that's kind of how things used to be done, because how else... With 8-bit and 16-bit graphics, are you going to ramp up difficulty in a video game? So I think that just, yes and no, it's laziness. I think it's also partially due to what, how how do we upgrade the difficulty system to present time? I, I mean, like for each game, it's it has to be different, you would think, because games are so diverse and genre fluent, or fluid now, excuse me, fluent genre fluid now that um to to have a harder difficulty it's got to be more unique to each game you look at something like fallout that introduced that survival system and that was a very very good way to introduce a harder difficulty Mm -hmm. and it wasn't it didn't increase the health of anyone didn't like make any more enemies it made you have to monitor yourself as if you were a living human being and that was uh-huh. a good way to ramp up that difficulty. And I think yeah. that's just more dependent on each game. And I think it's also dependent on will it innovation. make sense in context? Yeah, innovation. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, something, uh, as much as we've been shitting all over, just increasing the amount of health and damage something does. I mean, something like, like the Borderlands games. I mean, that's basically the game to begin with. Everything's already a bullet sponge. If it mm-hmm. takes a few more bullets, that's fine. Like, it's just, it makes you reconsider how long it's going to take to kill something. It's like um, Diablo 2. Kind of yeah, similar. it's the same. Like, it, that can work, but that's not the only way it could work. Is Yes. Yeah. And incentives, too, like in Diablo, they don't change the game that in, a, in an incredibly interesting way, although you'll find, like, enemies that now have, like, crazy shields and new attacks and stuff like that. So there's more to it. I don't want to... But in general, what makes the difficulty work in that game is you know when you played on a higher difficulty, you're going to find better shit. 
which is which is something I always wish Destiny had, where you could be like, oh, if you play this game again on a hard difficulty, you'll find better loot drops when you go through it. You know what I mean? Like, I always thought that'd be a cool idea, and maybe it doesn't completely work for the way they handle loot in Destiny, but the idea of giving incentive is important too, right? Maybe a different ending or, or this and that. There's so many ways. Like, incentive is everything. Like, why do we push through things is because we want, like, Shave's talking about satisfaction, but with a narrative game, it could be learning more about the world or uh, like a secret ending or something like that. There's, there's other ways you can reward the person, I think, um, mm-hmm. depending on how the developer wants to take it. It's tough, though. Like, she was mentioning that, that uh, Fallout, and that's a good example because they almost had that on a silver platter, right? They said, hey, we can make a harder difficulty. This whole game is about survival anyway. Why don't we just embrace that idea? Yeah. Um, and No Man's Sky tried it, but they, it doesn't, it, it's more frustrating a little bit in that game. It, well, that that's because you have to make a good game at the beginning in order for well, it to be a good mode within the game. It was just a numbers tweak too, because the survival stuff was already all there, but they just made it so all your gauges drop much much faster. Yeah. So it wasn't like they added in this yeah. new, completely different way to play it. It was just hope you like juggling resources because that's you're going to be doing that way, way more now. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, and I heard that, Shay. We heard that. That little... <laughs> One of these days when Shay plays No Man's Sky and he likes it, he's going to feel... I want to compile a list of every negative thing Shay's ever said about No Man's Sky, and then I want to make a song out of it. I'm um, Just like we made a song out of Fish's whole ordeal, and it's going to be a beautiful uh, feast of crow. Maybe. Maybe he'll hate it. Who knows? I don't know. I'm I'm more <laughs> waiting for Star Citizen. Oh God, uh, poor thing. Uh, so um, you can be disappointed by another sci-fi game, but you know, on an order well, of magnitude, more effort put into as much failure. Hey, if you're so, waiting for Star Citizen, that's fine. You might as well play. Yeah. yeah, play No Man's Sky while you're waiting. Yeah. Good time filler. It might be good. I'm hoping <laughs> it's good, but yeah. I'm. Uh, <laughs> well, I want to know what was some of the like. What's one of the hardest games you guys remember playing, and then we can move on. Um, barring Cuphead, let's let's kick that out of the discussion right now because it's too early with that. Because um, I was thinking about this earlier, and I was like, God, I'm trying to remember one of the hardest games I've played in a long time because games have kind of gotten a little soft these days. Um, I remember one experience I have. If this, I don't know if this completely correlates, but I'm gonna go with it. I remember me and Fish. When Halo 2 was around, we tried to play Halo 2 on Legendary. And we spent like five hours trying to get to the first level of Halo 2 on Legendary, and we could not do it. Now, we went through Halo 3 and 4 on Legendary just fine. So either that game is much harder than I remember, or we got miraculously better. But I remember me and Fish, we, every piece of ammo, we would like, we got to this room where we got stuck. And we were just like peeking out and shooting the enemy just a little bit at a time. We'd run back to hallways we had already been through and we're just like scavenging ammo. Like, dude, I need something. I found two needles. Yes, let's try to hit him with two. Like, I'm not even kidding. We played this game for five hours and we did not beat the level. And we went to bed that night defeated, but it was such an intense, fun experience. And that one always sticks with me as like being defeated by a game for me is the test of a true, like, let me phrase the game, phrase it this way. When's the last time a game defeated you to where you actually, it won? You know, <laughs> um, and well, Shay said, yeah, he said that earlier. Might and magic, so that so it actually defeated you. You never, uh, you never saw it through, huh? Dude, dude so I, 
I tried so hard to beat that game so many times, and I could barely make anywhere. So I'm going to tell you a really embar- very quick and embarrassing story. So I actually went and looked up someone who made a strategy guide, and I was like, I'll just play through it this way. Because I wanted to say I beat this game whether or not I cheat. And the strategy guide yeah. only went through like maybe half of the game. So I played for like 8, 10 hours just going through the strategy guide playing. And then it stopped halfway through, and I was like, oh, what do I do now? I can't, like, because the the thing about this game is you have to go to this, like, one very random part of the map, and you have no indication whatsoever that you need to go there. You just have to go there and explore and hope that you find the area you're supposed to go. So you're going through this, like, and I remember this to this day. You have to go through this, like, giant snowfield that has incredibly hard monsters, and there's nothing there except you have to go to this one random square spot and search there. But if you walk mm. on wrong areas, because there's a very specific path you have to take, the snow yeah. will just wipe out your entire party completely. And Jesus. then you either have to have money to resurrect them, or you have to make brand new characters and basically start the game over. And that's what this whole game is predicated on, is um, it's basically like a D&D campaign in video game form. And it's just... The difficulty is ramped up so insanely high and it's just a game that i've thought about and i have the worst love-hate relationship with that game because like there are parts of it i love and i remember watching my dad play it and him and i would play it together when i was younger but just that game is nigh impossible <laughs> hmm. nigh impossible what about you fish and josh you got anything to throw in the pot Go ahead, fish. Like the the double sigh. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. Like I'm really good at games, so it's (laughs) I haven't really come across the game. I'm just kidding. Um, Sonic, Sonic Mania. Oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Sonic. Neither of us have finished that, have we? No, we haven't. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty defeated. Right now it's Sonic. Right now it's Sonic One. Fish and Josh Zero. Is it? I think it's yeah. a shitty fish game one. mechanics that fish. actually defeated us. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's that. I mean, that's true. We can I always feel, blame the mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> Sonic wants my love, and I refuse to give it to him, so I feel like I'm the one in control here. Bigot. So. bigot. I knew I'd pull that bigot out of you eventually. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> uh. <laughs> But yeah, I I quit that one really more because I was bored than anything else. Um, trying to think of anything recently. I mean, I never finished Dark Souls 3. I don't know if it was because it was difficult or just because there was so much else to play because mm-hmm. we've been we've been so swamped with games lately that I just... Just the idea of sitting down with that for even longer than I already have, and I know I've put in like 50 hours into it, is just, I don't know, I just I just don't have, it's not that I don't have the time, I just, I've got so much else I'd rather play. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of the, the thing. It's not, almost not, not worth it. When you're, when you're gauging it in your mind, you're like, eh. Well, she actually brought yeah. that up, he was talking about, um, he was like, well, how come no one's complaining about Bloodborne, uh, Bloodborne and Dark Souls, but they're complaining about Cuphead? Even though I think that most complaints with Cuphead are more like, comedic like this game's hard but like dark souls and bloodborne those that series is famous for difficulty I mean, those are the last games 
in the mainstream, I can think that really brought, you know, difficulty to the mainstream. So, um, yeah, yeah, I definitely like the, the difficulty in, in those games from, from software. Um, they, I don't know. I think it, what drives me through those games a lot of times is like, uh, you guys, as you like talk about later on bosses, like, I'm like, Oh fuck. Well, Morgan beat this boss. I got to beat this boss. It's kind of like, uh, hey, what are you trying to say? <laughs> trying to say I'm a better gamer than competition. you. Uh, yeah. Silent yeah, friendly. <laughs> silent friendly. <laughs> There's no talking. It's just like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck, he beat that boss. Mm-hmm. Got the achievement. I got to get that achievement. Yeah. Too. Yeah, that sort of passive aggressive thing that yeah. mm-hmm. the yeah. uh, the friend notifications will do. Yeah. <laughs> that whole, that silent but friendly it's like, sort of a relationship. Oh. Morgan just beat the tree boss in Dark Souls 3. Your turn. It's like, <laughs> yeah, okay, dude. balls Slip in up. my court. I gotta beat that motherfucker and slash the uh, glowing balls on a tree. And mm, I love that one. Balls yeah. always in your court, fish. Gotta take it. Oh. Oh. Um, uh, no, but he brought it up because he was comparing it. But I mean, what's interesting about those games is you can actually level up. You can level your way out of the difficulty, which is very different, right? Like, can you? In, well, I, no. in, in Bloodborne, I did. I, I I did play smarter and I learned more. But in general, like the first or a couple bosses in that game, I literally would just go grind souls, level up my strength and things like that, and buy more po- or get more potions or whatever. And like, I feel like I could kind of grind my way a little bit out of it. Maybe not 100%. Like sixty yeah, forty. Maybe the well, the first couple bosses probably because at the beginning of the game, those upgrades have a whole lot more impact on your relative power level because you can like double yeah. your health fairly easily yeah. at the beginning of the game, whereas at the end of the game you're just adding in like an extra well, third of a hit that you can take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which it doesn't do anything near the end, but yeah, at the beginning you can you can yeah. outlevel stuff at the beginning, but that's. That's what I do in those games. Because yeah. if I get frustrated, if I get, mm-hmm. or you can call a friend in to help you. But Cuphead is a very different beast because, and that's a nice transition because it's um, it is an old school video game in that there's no way you can really level your way out of it. <laughs> when you're when you're locked into a tough level, you are fucked, and it's very much a bullet hell. See, I didn't grow up with a lot of the Contra games. I mean, there's this one Jurassic Park game that I have a lot of affinity for from my childhood, even though I admit now it's a bad game. It was like Jurassic Park Two for Super Nintendo. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember because the like chaos continues or something like that. Anyways, it was a game you could play with friends. And you could come over, and it's basically the same thing, like Contra. Like a sort of a Contra-style game, but I've never played a bullet hell game quite like Cuphead, where it's like a 2D boss battle-style game, but mm-hmm. there's shit flying all over the screen. Uh, more of more of a, almost like a shmup to me in some ways, and there are levels that are kind of shmupish. But, um, yeah, it's, there's, I can't think of anything in my personal life to compare it to, which uh, makes it pretty, pretty interesting. But um... Okay, let's get this out of the way. This is like one of the most, let's just get it out of the way. One of the most visually distinctive games you will ever, ever see. And everyone's talking oh, about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Gotta talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, their presentation in this game. Oh, the direction they went with, like, I've never seen anything like it, like you said. And it, you really, you could see, you could watch videos of it, but until you're actually playing it, like, you won't really know what 
what it feels like to play a game like this and like I urge anybody who's slightly curious about it just to try it out because it's it's literally a game that you've never played before as far as like the presentation they have going on um night yeah, yeah it's, it's true jaw I mean like it's everyone's described as being of course 1930 style cartoons and if you've everyone's seen at least some screenshots on this thing but I was surprised at just how like surreal and creepy it was um like but like I'm su- I'm also surprised Josh because Shay was excited about this game but I was like you know it looks cool but I don't I don't like that shit I, any old style like that makes me I'm creeped out by it it makes me uncomfortable I hate black and white photos like anything old just makes me feel gross and nauseous and I don't know why um I can't explain it, but I still think this game looks amazing. And in some ways, it's because it creeps me the fuck out. But it's like surreal. Like the mo- like the enemies will start kind of happy looking, and then as you're fighting them, they like teeth come out of their head, and they're like ah, it's like it's like you dropped acid in the middle of fighting them or something. But I don't know how you feel about how this game looks, Josh. What's your thoughts on like weighing in on that? Um, on the like on the graphics, um, they're. Uh, the look, the visuals, yeah. You don't sound too impressed. Wait, wait. No, no, I really like them. It's it's interesting because I feel like this, again, this is this kind of goes into that difficulty thing. This is really about learning boss patterns in a way that games like, like, like Monster Hunter are. Games where you have to memorize uh, animations to be able to tell what's coming up. So you can get in the right spot ahead of time. Um, And I feel like this game makes that a joy to learn because all the animations are just gorgeous. Uh, I mean, that's something that Monster Hunter does well, too. Like, the the graphics have never been my favorite in Monster Hunter, but the animation in those games is just amazing. Um, And this is is another one of those situations where the animation just takes it to a whole new level. It just... It makes it, it just makes it a joy to play. Um, the 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 few issues I've had have been in attacks that don't have any signaling because they come from off screen. Mm, yeah. Oh, fuck um, yeah. And a lot of those are things you can learn about. Like, okay, I know that around this time, uh, the the boss is going to transition. They're going to be coming in from this side of the screen. After the first time, you can avoid it. But there are a few of those where you'll get hit by it, and it's just, it doesn't feel good. And they're all ones that have absolutely no signaling. Um, yeah. Which is, I mean, it, yeah. It, it, yeah. Kind of like that first boss fight uh, against those, uh, those two frogs. Like, mm-hmm. uh, after you actually go through, I guess, two phases of them, like, you fight them one time where the, the guy's just throwing punches, and then there's another phase where, like, one guy's, like, propelling he made a he's pretty much a human propeller or a frog propeller trying to blow you into the other guy and (laughs) can you describe the frog (laughs) he's like spinning his arms into like whole body to where he's like blowing your character across the street into the other guy who's throwing like these like little claps at you or whatever but (laughs) 
yeah eventually eventually like the other frog goes into the other frog's mouth and then they transform into a slot machine and then from the slot machine it's random like you pull the lever and like i think get fish a is having a stroke what are, you, what are you talking about it's frogs propellers slot machines like what is that oh i'm oh. sorry i i ruined that that just made me laugh it so did. hard no you're right it, it doesn't make any fucking sense when you try to explain it but it does if you played the game like it's it's weird like the frog does he transforms the bosses take weird like like i said it was very surreal they take strange shapes like those two boxer frogs turn into a giant uh, it's like a cash register no it's a slot, you're right it's a slot machine I, I guess they're in like a casino or, i don't understand why they turn into a slot machine now that i think about it like yeah, that it's, it's a, they, they go on like that whole like new orleans type of vibe yeah they're on a yeah. They're on a gambling riverboat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. right, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and, like... That stuff is fun, though, like, kind of gathering that implied knowledge, because they don't... Mm-hmm. Like, it's little clues like that that are cool. Like, when you fight that blue blob, and then it turns into, like, a gravestone at the end, it was just, like... I didn't see that coming, but it was, like, a cool cool twist to it. Stuff like that. Yeah, that, that stuff is just funny. Yeah. It's like, it's like... he's dead, but he's, like, <laughs> he's still haunting you as a gravestone. I'm like, really? Okay. It's just interesting, like, that they come up with, like... It's almost like I, lore. It's almost like a weird form of lore, in a way. It is, and, like, it's it's fun, because it, you could tell the game developers just probably had a lot of fun designing these boss battles, and, like, the fact that this game was originally going to be just those boss battles, like, like the run-and-gun stuff. Uh, the run-and-gun levels, they're actually called run-and-gun. Um, I feel... I, I, I believe they actually added those in there because people kind of complained like oh you're gonna make a whole boss battle game out of this like and i guess they felt obligated to make something you know platform-esque um more i guess traditional to those types of games and uh, those levels just don't feel right as far as like the whole tone of the game because you're just too you're two cups trying to your Cuphead and Mugman just, just two cups trying to make their way in the world. <laughs> just no, that's just collecting on the debts yeah. of uh, you know these people who've made deals with the devil and like yeah it's it's interesting like it, it, yeah I I love the animation. I disagree and, with that. I gotta say that real quick. I disagree. I think the running gun levels are fine. Um, there's one toward the end that that I don't like, but like I liked the change of pace. Um, yeah. to them and they have like a little bot i just i thought they were fine that's just my opinion. they're ahead, hit or Josh. miss some of them are really good some of them are just yeah they're okay but some of them are really good um there's maybe one, i'm just jaded because i one, died I think like, it's like 20 the, times oh you I think it's like the first one in <laughs> world three is really good um the last one in world two is awful you have to like flip upside down i fucking hated it you know what i'm talking about josh i could that not one's I really could, good do you not I, know how to no, Never whatever. It, no, it just was not vibing with me at all. I, I, I played it once and I was like, I'm gonna go to World Three. I don't like this at all. But um, that's a little too in depth for discussion. But that uh, yeah, tweets their own. I feel like Josh is about to tell me to get good. He's like, mm-hmm. get good, no, boy. I'm, I'm done trying that. I've, it just. I am good. <laughs> I'm, play- I'm funny good, Josh. Uh, it's. Yeah, no, you, Josh made a good point about how certain things will hit you from off screen. Like the the flower boss does this thing where it would like you got where it would shoot this flower off and then it would come back from the bottom off from off screen and it would always like fuck me up. Um, that was the first boss that actually gave me a lot of trouble. 
was that evil carnation just because there were so many things on the screen at once that I was like, to be honest with you, like I thought the first world of the game was balanced perfectly almost. Like I liked the challenge. I didn't start to get really frustrated until the second world. Um, like each, the game is split into three islands, right? And, and each island is like a different phase of pain for me. Island one, this might be one of my favorite games ever. Island two, I just wanted to blow my brains out. And Island 3, where I'm at right now, I'm actually afraid to boot up the game because I'm, just, I'm afraid of enduring <laughs> that pain. So, um, uh, Yeah, good luck with the B-Boss. Oh, no, I'm on the B-Boss right now. Well, I'm playing mm-hmm. it on Simple. I dropped it to Simple, so. Uh. <laughs> simple, baby. And it's not as easy as you think. Like, some of the bosses on Simple, because I know a lot of people out there have pride and they don't want to do this. And I'll see, how, how far are you fish in the game? Uh, I'm at world two, two, and like I tried all the first three areas that you could go to, and they yeah, wiped none of them like they wiped my ass. They're <laughs> all <laughs> fun as fuck though. Like they, they're interesting. There's like one side scroller one with uh-huh. you know you're an airplane, and then there's the the roller coaster one, and then the Candyland one. Oh, the roller coaster! Oh my yeah, god, those... that clown one is amazing. That's oh, it's so good. Uh, is the it, last I, I think the last phase on that one is like he's riding on like a carousel horse and that's yeah. where I keep dying and I'm just like uh, god because yeah he's he's sending in the the, the trick is you have to watch the, that oh yeah oh, you're not done with it oh and god I, yeah. so when I when I dropped the, the down in the simple like so one of the things about playing on simple that's nice is you yeah. can get like a basic structure for how the bosses go and then you can go back and try to beat them on regular but yeah. they change a lot. Like when you play that, um, the one fish talking about the the roller coaster one on simple. There's that whole scene where the roller coaster comes in, and you can jump off the nose and stuff. All that stuff isn't there. There's no roller coaster. It's just the things mm. flying out of the sky. And I was kind of bummed out because on simple, it's not just easier. They actually fundamentally change. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I was hearing because I mean, that's really the only thing you could change other than doubling your health. Yes. Yeah. Like you, you would have to completely change the enemy patterns to make them easy. Like, on the candy easier. one, they don't, like, the creatures you shoot at, they don't explode like they do. Like, uh, there's the, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Like, yeah, there's less stuff shooting around. Like, it's, the difficulty on simple feels perfect. And the problem with that is, it's fucking, it's, it's, you, I feel dirty. Like, I know they put simple in there, but whenever I beat it on simple, I feel like, I feel cheated. I feel dirty, and I don't like it. Don't like it. You're a dirty cheater. Uh, yeah, we'll see how you feel after you ram your head against those bosses a few more times. I know. Yeah, I played it for three hours straight and got up to World yeah. Two. And after I, I'm guessing I had some fatigue. Like <laughs> yeah. that first world definitely broke me down. Like I walked up to that fountain that tells you how many times you die, and I was just like, "Oh man, that many times? That's mm-hmm. crazy." Um, but yeah, I just been doing it on regular, or yeah, they call it regular in the game. Um, uh, no, I'm curious. I like it. my second jump into that game is going to be kind of the telling of where I stand as far as its difficulty is. Mm-hmm. If I can't, if I can't down any of those first three bosses in the first or in the second world, then I may have to drop it down to simple. But um, it, it, do you get anything negative for doing it on si- simple? You can't get all the bosses. Like I don't think you can get the, the last, finale. The finale. Yeah, Josh is right. Playing yeah. him on hard. Then you look or, like a um, bitch. 
See, that is the problem. <laughs> oh. That is the problem with the internet right now. You shouldn't feel bad about dropping the difficulty. And Shay says that because he hasn't played it yet. He doesn't know how fucking hard it is, all right? You know? You just don't know. You don't understand. I just, I just don't want to look like a bitch now. <laughs> <laughs> Shay's I've given up you. on it. These, yeah. these man tits are not going anywhere. So Does he look like a bitch? <laughs> um, yeah, you That's know, honestly... So here's one of my big permeating thoughts that I wrote down, and this kind of falls into what you guys are talking about too. I, I would, I'm going to go back and definitely try to beat it on regular, but the problem I'm having is that I want to see the next area so badly because they look so cool that I don't want to spend an hour fighting a boss. Not only do I get irritated, like after my, the first night I played it, I told you guys I went to bed, I was on cloud nine, right? The second night I played it, I went to bed angry. I don't like going to bed angry when I play video games. I'm sorry. I just don't. And, and some would say that, yes, if I sat there, it could take an hour and I could learn it and I could beat that boss. But I just, I want to see what's next. So like part of me wants to just beat it on simple so I can see a lot of the shit and then go back to it because the, the, the beauty of this game is seeing how incredible it looks and what new boss animation and what new levels in store. And if I sit there on a boss for an hour, then I'm not doing that. So at some point, I'm actually, the reason I love the game is conflicting with the difficulty. It's not just because it's hard, but like if I spend an hour trying to beat a boss, then I'm losing, I'm just getting impatient. Impatience is not a virtue I have. So I just have to say that. That's how I stand on it. Yeah. I'm glad you said that now. I wasn't going to sit around and wait much longer for you to get to that point. <laughs> I'm impatient. <laughs> no. But it's, it's yeah. a... Go ahead, go ahead. Well, well for me, like, I, I, I want to experience the game the way the developers want, want uh, uh, the people to feel it, you know, without uh, knocking down the difficulty. So, like, I'm going to try my damnedest to, to try and beat all the bosses mm -hmm. on regular, but... Um, I don't know that that's kind of a gimme for me like how difficult it is like I I'm already mentally prepared myself to die over and over again um like that became apparent to me on the very first level that I played of it in this game was you're gonna die a lot and like it, it the game doesn't feel cheap at all like maybe the some of those I, I didn't really have any problems with like uh, off the screen type of stuff coming at you um as you guys did but then again like i was using like a different weapon like i was using the homing yeah the homing one yeah. i really like that one i um, can't go back to the regular blue one anymore i can't do it well well the thing with the homing one is it does less damage and like you charge up your ex uh so slowly it, it takes yeah, forever yeah it does yeah yeah so like i'll 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 switch it, switch it up between well, whenever I get opportunities to get like a real good beat on the boss or whatever um, to build up that that my EX uh, power. Um, mm. But I, I feel like those don't do as much damage as I'd like. Like when you get all five and you turn into like a missile when you're a plane or like you shoot the mm -hmm. big. I feel like those really don't do that much damage. It, I don't know. It does a pretty huge chunk. Yeah, At least the, the all five one. It's psychological um, then. I mean, it just feels that way. The the smaller increments, like the single yeah. single bar instead of using the fully charged thing, yeah. that doesn't do a ton. Okay. Um, those don't seem to be 
particularly useful as far as I can tell. Oh, like we um, just shoot like one Aikai Karugan or what are they called? What are the what are the Street Fighter things called? Hmm? Come on. Oh, yeah. oh god damn it, Margaret. Shoot the Hadouken. Hadouken, yeah. When I was a kid, we were just like Aikai Karugan. That's that's all I remember. Aikai Karugan. Sorry. <laughs> Terrible. Sorry. Uh-huh. I failed everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, the individual ones you don't think they do that much damage. I uh, the... comparatively no, not not a ton. Um, Charge those up. The I think the the best use for them though is because they pierce. If you can get like a yeah. big line of some of stuff, you can hit a bunch in a row to like clear an area. Yeah. So it's yeah. really useful for that. I... Um. Oh okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, like a whole string. You know, one thing I don't like about the game, though, and I will see if this changes my mind. I want to go back to the beginning of the game tonight and I actually want to try playing the first level with my new abilities and try to get better scores and stuff. But I mm-hmm. don't like parrying in this game at all. I And the reason why is because it feels very dangerous to me to try and, especially because you only have three hits, to try and parry some of the things in the game. And it feels a little touchy to me. I don't know. Like, I haven't, like, other than the ghost levels, which are really fine. Those are cool. Um, like I, I've never gotten a good grasp on parrying anything, especially in the fucking fray of combat. You're in the middle of a level. Yeah. There's fucking a roller coaster coming in, and you're supposed to be like yeah. parrying. Like, fuck that. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I rarely, I rarely parry, unless it's like really easy to do. Um, and uh, I don't really know what's the benefit of parrying. Other yeah, than what's the- you get almost? It's like you get like more than half of um, a special charge. From oh, a single okay. parry, and I good. think it goes up the more parries you get in a row. Because if you like bounce and without, if you like chain parries together, I think yeah. you can completely fill that meter in like three. Oh, if you can okay. bounce three times in a row, it's like it gets. I'm not 100. percent I may be wrong on that. It may be like in my just in my mind, but it seems like a ton once you start chaining parries together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it does. The interesting thing with that is basically your parry is your double jump. Mm-hmm. Um, and it works similarly to that. Like, the thing that kind of takes a little bit of time to get around is that you can't, like, jump and then immediately parry right after. You kind of have to lob yourself at something so you're jumping on top of it. Yeah, um, it's it feels a little... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, so I haven't, I haven't been yeah. able to grasp it very well. I'm not... And I don't know if I if it's just implemented poorly, like, or I'm just bad at it. Um, but it I depa- think I think they do a pretty bad job as far as like implementing it or teaching it to you because there, there's yeah. that one level where it's just like little pink ghosts just coming after the little urn, and you got to protect it. <laughs> and I love that stage, but like they come in so slow it's like yeah okay this is i'm yeah. not gonna be really well, there's, <laughs> there's one of those per slow. world oh okay so, so it gets the idea okay. the idea is just to slowly well, have you learn but, it but it doesn't by, make sense by because... the third by the third world the uh it's like a they're speed everywhere thing. they are everywhere it's, okay that that sounds fun yeah but that's the problem really though is it's like hard. It's fun in and of itself, bouncing, because you only will parry in that whole stage. So going in, that's like a, it's like a fun break. But like trying to implement that in the madness of this game already, I just haven't had any, I don't know. I want to learn, though. I want to go back to the first stage where that fucking, I fight the fucking potato and the carrot and the onion. 
and I want to get an A plus, and I want to parry on that stage, and then I'll know. I think that's the first world. I can't remember. I think it was the first level, right? The the onion potato thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's I know it's in the first world. I don't know if that's the only one you can do first, or if you, you have options. That's true. No, you kind of can walk. No. Around. Yeah. Yeah. Like I did the the uh, casino boat first. And oh, then, did you? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> oh wow. That would have fucking killed me right off the bat, dude. Because yeah, that was a tough. Yeah, I died. I died a bunch on that one, of course. And then whenever <laughs> I went back to the 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 little garden area, um, that one was really easy for me. Like I think I got that in like <laughs> two two tries actually. So yeah. See, the problem was oh. I started with the garden and then I I got all cocky. I was like, yeah, this fucking Cuphead game. I'm a natural. This is fucking <laughs> great. And they're just like, nope. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's um this the the designs on some of the bosses are incredible too. Like, have you guys seen the mermaid yet? It's fucking like the coolest looking mermaid boss I've ever seen. She has like a purple octopus for hair and like the yeah. I know you guys have seen the plain one that changes into the big moon. Like, I don't even know. It doesn't even look like a video game anymore. Like, I don't know how they did it. It's probably some sort of trick where it's not as Im- even if it's just somehow they found a way to. I don't even know how to explain it. It doesn't look like a video game. Even so much that I have trouble at times, like, exactly jumping on things. Like, I'll give you guys an example. And normally in a game where you can see pixels and, and, and things like that, textures, right? I can jump on a, pl- if I'm playing a platformer, I can jump on a cloud because I can clearly see that this part is textured. It's, it's something you can hang on or jump on, right? The, the animation in this game is so good. That when I go to jump on the edge of a cloud, I'm like, I don't even know if it's the edge or not. Because, it, you know what I mean? Like, it's th- hmm. the visuals are so perfect that it doesn't look like a video game. And I find that it kind of fucks with my head sometimes. It's not a flaw. It just kind of fucks with my head uh, as far as getting used to how, to, how you look at it. Um, a weird thing I noticed. Also, Josh, you had a good point about the tells. Like, I, got, I was fighting this dragon boss. Have you fought the dragon yet? Um, yeah. And uh, I was doing it on Simple to Learn It. And the last form kept fucking me up because these these little guys come out of its tongue and they just start throwing these random fireballs at you. And it's like a homing missile. Like they were getting me every time. And I was like getting really angry. And then I learned that if I just... shoot wherever you are. Yes. But I also learned that if you watch them when they come out, they'll they'll give you a tell. There's a little animation to the one that's going to throw the fireball at you. And once I did that, I never even had to look at the boss. I just held the button for the homing laser and I watched the enemies and it was Mm -hmm. a really weird way to play the game like a lot of these bosses you won't even be staring at the thing you're shooting because you're busy like looking at other things in the environment it's real weird yeah yeah there are a bunch of them like that where you just you have to learn i mean that's that's kind of the thing something will kill you and you'll have no idea what killed you and then the next time you know what killed you and then every time after that you just have to learn you know how to not how to not get killed by it so it's like um do you have a pro tip for the uh, roller coaster i'm having i'm having a lot of problems because like where are you stuck well whenever i on regular there's like uh so there's things flying out of the top at you and but you have to jump over the evil mouth of the roller coaster and then over the people inside of it right but while i'm doing that i'm always getting hit by the things that are flying around top and it's causing me grief um, a couple things. Uh, first of all, whenever you're on that roller coaster, even though it's kind of constantly dragging you back, there's not really momentum with that. So if you jump 
to the right, you'll jump to the right at the same speed as you normally would. Um, so you can you can get across those faster than you think you can, um, which that took a little bit of time getting used to. Uh, what the dash? Do you use, do you guys use the dash a lot? Yeah, the dash is huge. Oh, yeah. Like the only the invisible dash or just the right. The here? invisible dash is the only one worth using because that can like unfortunately, unfortunately you're kind of locked into that. There are other like you get All right, I'll go, I'll go over this real quick. Um you have a few equipable things. You can pick your main and secondary weapons. Uh, of which there are six to choose from. And you can pick either one, any of them, any of those six to go in either slot. Yeah. You have a superpower, which is the, um, like once you get a five charge from damaging stuff, will do an extremely strong attack if you've gotten, if you've filled up your super meter. Um, and there are three of those to choose from. Um, and you also have like these potions or tonics Here's mm-hmm. kind of a thing. They're just modifiers to the rest of your kit. Yeah. Um, so you can either have one that will make your super meter constantly charge or that will make you do less damage but give you extra hit points. Um, and probably the best one, the one that you're, unfortunately, you're going to have to use all the time is the, uh, it's called like the smoke bomb or something, but it basically turns your dash, it gives you, it gives you iframes during your dash, yeah. Um, which is huge, because instead of having to jump over certain things, if they're thin enough, you can dash completely through them. But which... the timing on that's weird, because if you come out too early of your dash, you'll well, you'll yeah, be, you have to. Yeah. It's still it's it's barely any iframes. Basically, instead of dashing somewhere, you teleport between the two points. Yeah, yeah. It's like it feels so like you're teleport, yeah. yes. Um, but that opens up so many more strategic options that it's really the best the best one there. Um, yeah, I fucked up and didn't get that. Like, I saw that and I was like, man, that would be really, really good in this game. <laughs> and I went and bought, like, the homing <laughs> missiles instead. I was just the like, homing you can do missiles both. are... I have both. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, you'll eventually get to the point where you can buy everything. Um I need to get the, there. Those homing missiles are really not super useful until like much later in the game. Um because you'll have certain bosses that are either way at the top of the screen or way at the bottom of the screen and they're a pain to get in the right position to shoot at them, but the homing yeah. missiles will make it a whole lot easier. Basically everything other than those, you don't really want the homing missiles. Um mm-hmm. I I but, found the homing missiles to be um pretty easy to deal with like any enemy types that are floating towards you so like those balloons that are floating towards you on that roller coaster morgan mm-hmm. like i i use my homing missiles on that and it usually takes care of them even though it doesn't do as much damage to them and it takes a while it still gets me through that phase of that fight in that, in that clown battle um yeah uh, the other thing to watch for there is like around the screen, you can see where they're all going to spawn from. Cause like he pulls out this sets, sets of pipes that all the balloon animals. Come yeah, out yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So while you're doing the rest of the platforming, just make sure you're never in a spot where you're going to have one spawn way too close to you to kill in I'm, time. It's, so. it's a testament to the depth that like every time you play a level, you might notice a little thing that's a tell or something new that you never noticed before. It's just, mm-hmm. it can be a little exhausting when I'm like, 
Uh, I just it's draining. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, yeah the the part that Fish was talking about on that same boss was the part that was that gave me issues it was during that carousel portion where he's uh-huh. riding the horses. Yeah, he'll either come out on a green horse that does like a like sine wave pattern. Yeah. Or, or right. he'll come out on the yellow, yellow horse, horse, which yeah. is the issue because as soon as he comes down on that, he immediately shoots a big wave of stuff that will hit you if you are jumping at all. You just have to duck, so, right? Isn't that don't you duck? No, you me? don't. No, you don't have to duck for it. You just have to not be in the air. Oh. So the big thing there is making sure you're in a safe enough spot whenever he comes out that if it's the yellow one, you don't immediately get hit. And so that one's one where it comes in off a screen and it kills you one time, but but it's also something that's predictable enough that you can avoid it in the future. You just have to know not to be in the air whenever that's about to spawn. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he throws in the roller coaster on that one, and you're just like, ah, oh, god damn it! Like, well, I mean, that's, with the that's what I'm getting at, though. Like, the roller coaster. Yeah, oh, he to, does. Uh, Fuck that! I'm glad yeah. I did yeah. simple. <laughs> yeah, so you, just have, you have to plan ahead for it because <sighs> you can be in a spot where if you're not ready for it, you'll have to jump and just take that hit but but you're never they never force you to be in that position it's very easy to make yourself be stuck where something's going to hit you yeah but it there, you always have an out there so oh, that's tough I, I just just thinking about it too the terminology sucks I, i'm not even a regular i'm simple like <laughs> well but i mean you are simple <laughs> I'm just a simple Morgan. Uh, man, that's a fucking, it's a weird fucking thing. I'm curious to see, yeah, where you end up falling on that fish. Cause like for me, world two was where I started to get frustrated. Um, and, and I felt dirty knocking it down, but I still, I don't plan on like giving up on it or anything. I just, um, my impatience got short, but yeah, world two is no fucking joke, man. That's, that's the first, the test there. If you can get through the, and oh God, there's that. There's a crazy flying level. There's that minecart level we talked about. There's the the candy level, and then right after that, there's another crazy plane level. It's a really cool one. It's, I don't want to ruin it for you. Um, yeah. It's it's fucking intense, man. It's uh, this game. I I'm surprised. I can see how long it took them now that I've seen the animation and how how crazy it is. But um, let's we'll talk mm-hmm. talk some more Cuphead next week as we transition on here. I mean, as you can tell, we're really excited about it. But we need to spend some more time with it, and we'll uh, have some more, be some more cupheadage. We'll talk some Mugman next week. How about that? Next week we'll talk Mugman. Does yeah. sound good? I've never seen Mugman, but I hope. Yeah, I definitely want to try out that co-op in that game. See how that's like if it actually is it, is it online is multiplayer it, or just local? I think it's just local. Motherfucker, fuck! I'm gonna Google that right now. Yeah. That that would that's a shame because I bought I bought this game and I would love. I bought this game for fish, and I would love to like try some of those harder because you can revive. Uh, I've heard that the the two players a little chaotic, but you can revive yeah. the other person, which seems cool. Wow, that does yeah. sound cool. Yes, but I don't know if you've ever noticed yourself dying in that game, your ghost flying up to the top of the screen. Yeah, it happens pretty quick. You oh. you're have to gonna be have to be on the ball in order to get to your partner to revive them. It's you guys they're, kinda, they're not going to give you all day to go over there and and get to them. You guys yeah. kind of have to stick together, I guess. Then yeah, or at least that's the strategy I would use if I was playing with somebody. Um, I tried to play with it on my PS4 controller uh, on Steam, and it wouldn't let me. 
So oh. I ended up having to set up my Xbox One controller with my yeah, PC. That's how I play. Yeah. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Xbox One controller? Well, I have a knock. <laughs> I have a knockoff Xbox One controller I got from GameStop, but it looks exactly like it. It feels exactly. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not used to my Xbox controller, so like, my thumb was killing me today. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. My thumb was killing me from Cuphead. <laughs> Cuphead destroyed my thumb. God. God. That's, um, yeah, that's a funny story to itself, really. You can always use a good excuse, Fish. Like, you know, it was a hard game for me, but I I wasn't used to playing with my Xbox controller, you know. Hey, I I got to World 2 in my first night. I'm pretty proud of myself. You do. uh, Fish is a marathoner. He just does things, like, in big chunks, so props to you on that um yeah really really a, a very interesting game excited to talk more about it, guys now time for our bio break we can bring shay back in um i was gonna i had a joke i was gonna be like shay what's your favorite boston cuphead and i was like no i can't rub the salt anymore in his wounds um but yeah we have a, a cool bio break article that uh, shay actually picked out today so i will give it to him to set the stage here uh which one was it again I'm just kidding. So, I read the, I read this article. I read this article called "Mars Studies." Mars study yields clues to possible cradle of life, and basically, what the article centers around is, um, the uh, some of the scientists have been looking at basically the the old rock and crust on Mars and saying that some of the conditions that were previously on Mars could kind of um, basically allow us a window into our past, um, the past of Earth. And it's really interesting because it talks about how basically the Earth's crust, uh, which is basically under, underneath the ground, is very volatile and that's because it's active. That's why we have earthquakes, that's why we have volcanoes, so on and so forth. Sure, all the listeners remember that from basic science class. So hopefully I'm not, like, you don't take it personally like I'm dumbing it down for you guys. Just quick reminder. However, on Mars, uh, the, the crust is not active. So mm. there's much, mo- much better preservation of what's happened throughout the billions, well, not billions, it's like the three billions, three billion years on Mars, whereas here we can't really see it because of the active crust. So what they're finding is that you know there is some evidence that there was water previously, there was volcanic activity previously, and there may not have been life. They're they're still not sure about that. They're still trying to figure that out. However, with all of these um this this hydrothermal environment and this deep sea environment that that gives us a window which will allow us to maybe find or pinpoint the beginnings of life on earth now this isn't meant to offend anyone who's religious morgan i know you are so hopefully you don't take any offense to that um whatsoever it's just it's interesting that we can basically use other planets on our solar system to create a basis for possible again 
and I'm I'm really excited to see um, where where they kind of take the, this study and how far it goes and what they will find on Mars per se or just in our solar system in general. So I was kind of wondering what you guys thought. Uh, if is, you guys had any thoughts? Is the cradle of life like a generic? Is that like a known term just for like? Um, is there anything deeper there that, like, uh, sort of common knowledge that I should know, or is it, because uh, I hear that term it, thrown around a lot, the cradle of life. I think it's j- just a, a specific term they've chosen um, arbitrarily to say the basis of life, like where where it originated, how it originated, um, like where it originated on Earth, how it originated, why did it originate, so on and so forth. So all those concepts are... okay basically bundled into this cradle I, of life term. I think the most intelligent thing I can add to this conversation is that there is a Tomb Raider film called uh, Laura Croft and the Cradle of Life. Uh, it's a terrible film. Um, that's all I got. Go ahead, Josh. Huh. <laughs> no, I mean, that's really cool. Now that we're, you know, finally able to see essentially crust that's been around that long. Because that is, that is always an issue with... Uh, any geology we do that it's very limited considering the life of the planet um so yeah that's that's really cool um speaking of crust the uh, the the hershey pies you get from burger king have the most amazing crust i just i usually just scrape mm-hmm. the crap off the top and i just eat the crust you know what i'm talking about it is incredible yeah. those those don't actually support life, though. That's the <laughs> main difference there. Yeah. You're not going to find the cradle of life there. Mm-hmm. Every time you say crust, I'm just like, my mouth is watering for one of those. Um, I just was laughing at the beginning when Shay was talking about the scientist <laughs> studying rock and crust, and I was like, God, that's an exciting life. You know? <laughs> it really is, though, man. Like, I, I know it sounds really... I know it sounds boring as shit, but just... To to be able to see like billions like three point like I think it, the article says three point seven billion years ago just to study like even on Earth like rock that is that old to see kind of what elements and trace minerals were more prevalent during that time because you know we go through cycles of <laughs> sorry I don't, hopefully I don't get too tangential. We go through cycles of chemical weathering, which basically mm-hmm. means the rock breaks down into um, different elements and they, they com- recombine and whatnot. Um, I'm trying to make it as simplistic as I can. Um, we go through these cycles of that where chemical weathering happens and then it gets built back up. And to see those patterns happen in the crust 3.7 billion years ago, it's just insane. Just to view yeah. all this chemistry and this geology, and even a little bit of physics, um, isn't obviously always involved. And to somehow take all of those and just apply it to how life began on Earth is incredible. And I, I, I mean, what would I, <laughs> would I personally want to sit there and study half lives and chemical weathering? Not necessarily, but. If I was on like a joint study to basically look at this this crust on Mars, 
someone who's obviously more experienced with that and somehow relate that to the basics of life to be able to study that at a micro level would just be insane it'd be so cool and i think that's what that's what happens mm-hmm. with a lot of nasa studies and i think it's just so underappreciated is that or undervalued whatever you want to say is that all these studies it isn't just like one geologist or one chemist it is all these different fields it's like you have a hydrologist you have an astrobiologist you have a you have a chemist and then you have a biochemist and you have all these like subfields within the main fields working together on a study and it's because those an- the, the answers to those questions can't just be answered by one science. They can't be answered by one person. Well, what so, is the end game here, though? Like, what is, like, learning this information is valuable because what? Why? Because it allows us, it allows so many things, man. I mean, it, it has implications for the basis of life for us. It has implications for what is, there's something called the Goldilocks um go to i can't remember goldilocks zone basically where there's this certain criteria that if met um alludes to that life can be formed or created or whatever you want to say um can evolve to exist on a planet and we happen to be in that goldilocks zone basically earth um it is it is theorized that there are other planets out there that fit in that Goldilocks zone, that criteria. There are some planets in different solar systems very far away from us that have been theorized, and that's incredibly exciting. So not only does that speak to our personal origin story, that also shows that, you know, while life here is incredible that it formed to begin with, if it's formed elsewhere, then maybe other beings exist. and. Not only that, I mean, some people say, well, you don't know if they're friendly or not, so let's not fuck around with other life. But it also, us getting out there in general and looking at these things um, is important because we, we don't know what's going to happen. Really. We don't know what's going to happen in 100 years um, with life on Earth. However, we can look out in the solar system, can look out a little bit further in the reaches and see, you know, Hey, this uh, this asteroid is going to be coming towards Earth in two hundred years. If life still exists on Earth, if we haven't destroyed ourselves, this is going to be a problem. What are we going to do about it? How are we going to go about it? So, in general, I think it's important that we we look at things outside of our planet because there are. I mean, we are we are a grain of sand on the. Uh, the, the beach that is the universe however we, we want to make sure we're out there investigating these things because it makes us more aware of what's going around on and around us in the universe but specifically <clears throat> origin story and uh, okay. speaks to other planets and it it also allows us i think to uh fine-tune some of our processes here on earth whether it's looking at something like chemical weather or mm-hmm. Um, volcanoes, the the search for life. We we fine tune instruments. We fine tune our uh, our processes and ways we go about that to get better. So I mean, yes, we're looking. 
we're also making ourselves better in terms of technology and processing. Fair enough. Well, you can tell Shay's definitely a biologist because he just went on like a tirade there. And <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Well, that was fun. And in summation, everyone should go get a Hershey pie as quickly as possible. When you're done listening. Yes. To God, I miss those motherfuckers. No I Hershey pies in that. Japan. There's actually there are Burger Kings here, and I just can't be fucked to try one, man. I can't. I can't bring myself to do that. I can't. Go halfway around the world where there's things like okonomiyaki. Oh, but you'll go to McDonald's? What the fuck kind of bigotry is this? McFlurry ice cream is always, always transcends that. That's that's the general rule. Ice cream always transcends. Look uh, me in the eye on the webcam and say you've never gotten anything from a McDonald's that was not ice cream. In Japan, I've never gotten anything besides ice cream in McDonald's. All right. I also have just looking him in the eyes, and you can tell because awesome. he's he was away from his mic there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Really great radio on Serious my part. Serious business. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to believe him, even though I don't. Um, moving on though. Thank you for that bio break, Shay. Uh, we have a couple quick things that we can talk about. Anything else we've been playing or catch up on our weeks here a little bit. Um. And then we'll kind of wrap up the show. I was going to tell you guys that I, as far as this week goes for me, video gaming related, I I finally hit my end line with um, Destiny 2, which is a bit of a bummer. Um, I, like I said, maybe I'll talk to Firekeeper and see if we can get her on whenever Josh and Shay get a chance to get into it in a couple weeks because I don't want to regurgitate too much Destiny. But I, I don't want, here's the thing. These kind of games, this happened with Destiny 1 too. The the end of my Destiny experience was so bad and distasteful that it, I don't want it to sour the last month I've had that has been great. I don't think it's fair to do that. The last month I've had of Destiny 2 has been incredible. Um, but the last week has been awful. There was a terrible nightfall that me and Fish and one of our friends tried, and it was not only was it not fun, it was basically impossible. And we're high, high level uh, gamers. Um, there were high actually high level gamers. Actually, I finished it with my. I finished it with my clan. Actually, oh god, the pizza bro, the death the delivers, pizza bros. the death the delivers. Death delivers. Yep. All right. Well, that explains a lot. Um, bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> the uh, the they've the, the Zer thing is Zer's been around for three weeks now, and I still think Zer is a, a, a great contradiction for Destiny because it's like you can just buy. These um these rare items that sort of negate. He's selling this gun right now that was one of my special drops I got last week. So I guess it doesn't matter. I could have just bought the damn thing. So I've never liked Sir. He's basically become the auction house that was in Diablo three. But um, I just don't like the way they handle it. I don't like the fact. Yeah, I don't want to be a hypocrite. If he, I'm looking for this uh, dragon chess piece right now, and if he sold it, I would go buy it in two seconds. But I'll tell you what, like in a loot game where you you bust your ass to find a rare piece of loot. When he just sells it the next week, doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose? Yeah, he really should sell everything every week and not only be there on the weekends. It makes absolutely no sense. So then why have loot at all? He's just selling everything. Exactly. Okay. You're going to get every drop in that game at some point. That's oh. just that's how that game works. So I don't like to look about it, at it that way. I mean, 
just eventually though the key word there because <laughs> some people are unlucky and can never you know get a certain hand cannon that they've been <laughs> searching for mm-hmm. we're not going to name names <clears throat> morgan <clears throat> hawk moon um yeah no seriously like i had to wait till zur could sell the hawk moon which at the time was fucked because it was a P- uh, ps4 exclusive so zur never sold it until it became an all console thing. But anyways, that's tangential. The point is, I don't like that. And the worst part is there's nothing really left for me to do that's fun in the game. I <laughs> I told you guys this story. My my girlfriend is a nanny uh, as one of her jobs. And we had this like 10-year-old over at my house and he loves shooters. So for like three days, I just had him playing Destiny while I was like doing chores around the house, going for runs. I was like, hey, hey, hey kid, Nolan, you want to do some loot farming for me? And I'd set him up in front of the computer and I'd, I'd pop some fire team medallions and he was just having a great time, you know, doing heroic events and shit. I must have turned in like 30 legendaries and six exotics in three days. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You didn't let him turn them in no fuck that no. you're a monster <laughs> you're a monster no fish you don't you don't get the kids addicted to that it's too early i don't want him to know what it feels like to pull the slot <laughs> machine okay okay oh okay yeah. be responsible okay. yeah 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 i pulled the slot machine okay that's what happens um but i just took his money no but yeah it was <laughs> it was just i felt really i didn't feel dirty about it either it was just, the whole thing was weird um, but the whole so you're fine with having someone else play the game for you to get the drops, but not with just buying them from some NPC. That's that's where you draw the line. That's where I draw the line. Yes, mm-hmm. because I'm still he's still using my character. He's still earning it. All right. It was an experiment. It was like those people that create those shiny finders for Pokemon, those machines that they just hook up to their Game Boys and it just like find shiny Pokemon while they're sleeping. Um, Anyways, that's a whole nother topic for another show, but those are really cool if you guys want to look those up. The point of this whole moral is that I got nothing interesting. Even the exotics now have... The exotics will always be fun to turn in. I didn't get... I did not get an improvement to my light level. The only way I can improve my light level now is by getting the weekly milestones. So once a week, um, Bungie will give you these milestones. Uh, It's usually like two or three a week, and you can get more powerful gear if you do them. So I'll probably log in every Tuesday and do those, but other than that... Like, the rat race for loot for me is now boring because I can't get anything uh, anymore. So that really killed my my drive for the game. Um, which sucks because I, I have a rare problem, Josh. I actually want to still play the game on occasion. I don't have the problem Fish does where he made an alternate character and stayed up till 6 in the morning playing the alternate character. But I do have a this, the thing where I do want to play it a couple days a week because I'm still having fun. But... The incentive is completely gone now, and that sucks. So, uh, and that's what people bitch about on the internet. They're like, there was this guy, there was this article that Polygon wrote that was like, um, people, gamers have run out of things to do in Destiny 2, and that's an okay thing. And I get what they're saying. They're saying it's okay to move on with your life and play something else, motherfucker. But um, a lot of people are bitching about that because that's the world we live in, right? People just want to play. And I think that Destiny is very insidious because it's so addictive and the game is so good that people just want to keep playing it and they want more and they're hungry. Um, but about a month is all I've been able to squeeze out of it. So that's that. What, how do you feel about me saying all that stuff, Fish? I mean, it, I, I'm not against it. Like, if you feel burnt <laughs> out on the game and you don't really want to, there's certain things that just aren't fun to you anymore or that grind is... Well, is but play devil's advocate, not like, not just my opinion. Like, for you, why is the grind still okay? Um, You can't be getting that incredible 
loot after your milestones. I mean, what are you getting? Like, what's well, the... the thing is, is like I started my warlock and like I'm I'm kind of into playing the warlock and all the different subclasses to it. So it it's still there for me as far as like that grind, I guess. And of course, I want to get my characters as high as level in their power level. So um, there's that and. Um, there's just a few other exotics that I haven't unlocked yet as, as far as weapons go, um, that I haven't even tried out. Like I haven't tried the, the, uh, or I haven't had, uh, I haven't even seen, I think I've seen it once in like a PVP game, but there's actually like this shotgun that has like a knockback to it, but it's, it sounds cool, but I, I hear it's very underwhelming as far as like damage and stuff. Yeah. It's more of just like a knockback, which sucks, um. But, what are you supposed yeah. to do with that? You can't combo it even. You can't shotgun and then melee because they're too far away after the knockback. It's uh, the the most brilliant thing I've seen uh, done with it was uh, somebody uh, a a striker titan was actually uh, trying to do his super and, and while he was in air he did the knockback and it actually caused the titan to fly back and super somewhere else out of rage, which mm-hmm. I thought was hilarious. Um, Accidental. As far as no, it was it was intentional. Hmm. I, I I saw the video on it. It was on Reddit. Um, but I I don't know. Uh, well, you're like two ninety something. Like, are you even finding gear that's an improvement? Like, there's no way. Like, there's not anything that's dropping that high. Mm, no, but uh, well, they did have that faction rally, which is fun to do. I guess you didn't get and anything it from it. One... You didn't get anything from it. Uh, I got shaders and I got new gear and weapons that were only to that. And they actually announced that there's going to be a new Iron Banner, but uh, I'm kind of disappointed because uh, your power level this time around doesn't mean anything. Uh, and that was the whole stick about Iron Banner was the fact that your your light level in the first Destiny. Um, mattered so like you would have an advantage over players that were lower light level. Yeah. Um, this time, this time around in Destiny Two, like your power level doesn't mean anything. Um, so what's the uh, Iron Banner? So it's just like what's turned just, get, just different gear, think, different stuff, different gear at this point. Yeah, which is kind of a bummer. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. The whole point was that you could gank a bunch of noobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel you know, good about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You earned they the right to up gank for it. them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just curious. I wasn't, like, trying to say that, like, I'm not trying to invalidate your enjoyment of the game still. I was just curious how, why you've been able to find ways to enjoy it, and I haven't, because I feel like the loot was the main pull, and we're not really getting loot anymore. So, I was curious. I guess I'm sort of like you in that regard, as far as, like, just wanting to log in and play a little bit, but... um. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to have any more excursions into, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning playing at this point. Um, until you start your Titan. Until I start <laughs> my Titan. <laughs> I still sold his shave, shave whenever he gets to it. I mean, I thought he was going to get it last week, but it didn't happen yet. So I feel like he's just, I feel like Shay at this point is like the girl that's like um, blowing me off like nicely. Like I just keep texting her and she's just like, oh yeah, let's hang out next week. And then I message her next week and there's no answer. I feel like that's you text of... me to do like five or six things a week. I have to prioritize because you know, I have a job, I have other obligations. So it doesn't uh, I, stop I us. Work. Shay, 
Fish has two jobs. He's staying up till six in the morning. Okay. <laughs> well, I I also value my, my body and have more respect for myself than to uh, stay up all night. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I got respect for myself. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Do you? Whoa. Just because I felt like I was dying the next day doesn't doesn't make it no a, a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a natural yeah. feeling for a man in his twenties. <laughs> yeah, thirties. Thirty-one. Uh, yeah. 30s. Well, 31. yeah. Oh. you look young for your age. I'm just amazed that he can do it. Like I was telling Shay this before the show, I couldn't stay up till six in the morning if I wanted to for any reason at all, let alone a video I game. Know. Like, I, I don't know. How do you keep your ass in one spot for six hours? Like. Do you have to take, like, a bath the next day? Because when I used to play Diablo, like, heavily for three or four hours, I would have to take a hot bath and, like, soak my whole body because my ass would just be stiff. Awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> no Sounds like God. a personal problem. <laughs> oh. Uh, no, but to, to get back on track, um, no. Let's I've get back to you, insulting you... fish. Let's. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I want to see you guys fight. It was starting to be a fight. Ugh! Oh, you want? Oh, you want more? I just <laughs> fish. I wish. I wish you would play a better game. <laughs> the way... I mean, for real. There's there's more substance what? in the world. No. Bullshit. There's so much I, more play, I played Cuphead. You did play Cuphead. I played Cuphead. I had to buy it for him, but he did play it. Yeah, but you didn't finish it, and you're never gonna finish it. Same with Sonic. Both, Hell, both. I haven't even I, played I Cuphead, just, and I, I know just... it's a better game. He's he's a good. Well, well, well. Let's let's not start comparing games here. But I, I do agree with the Sonic thing. You know, we do we do need to get. <laughs> I can see the anger on his face. I'm not even being serious. <laughs> I'm not. You don't have to bring. You do... You don't have to bring destiny down to bring something else up. It's a beautiful you world. Ju- you just told me to literally fight with him, so that's what I did. Now you're breaking it up. Oh, you're, you, oh, my I thought friend, you were talking are Jerry Springer. Well, you are Jerry Springer, I, and I've had it. That's a dated reference. Do you have anything newer than Jerry Springer? <laughs> <laughs> what's what's his crony, Steve Wilkos? You're Steve Wilkos. Because you know both are going is. bald. God. Oh. Aw. <laughs> don't not, worry I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm actually not I'm not going far bold. behind you I actually worry. have I have plenty of hair I promise you that's not not my problem um, I know I, I'm, I'm right behind you don't worry now we're but, uh, well, it's, in all seriousness it's, look, we're, let's go back let's go back let's stop go talking back. about okay. all the silliness okay. no um, I do plan on getting it this weekend um, I'm about done with all the video clips actually for the YouTube. I brought my computer to work the past few days and worked on it, and I almost have them all made, and then I can get them all put up on the YouTube. So, I know we we were working on our YouTube for a little bit a little while ago, and then I kind of got lazy and stopped. So, I'll make sure that's all updated, and we will never get all behind again, because man, this has been fucking grueling getting caught up on that shit, but um, I'll mm-hmm. get caught up on it probably by the end of today, and then I will have Destiny 2 unfortunately bought and downloaded, and then um, I will give it a try. <laughs> I will give it an honest college oh. try. <sighs> All right. You do, I feel like you're going into it with a little bit of a, a negative stigma, um, but you're giving it a chance. That's all we can ask. Oh, I really it's, want it's to. Not, it's, it's not. 
It's not because of Destiny, it's because of shooters, man. I'm just so fucking sick of shooters right now. Well, to I be really f- am. To play devil's advocate, last year you said you were sick of shooters and you still made an effort to play the new Call of Duty, Overwatch, the new Battlefield, and Titanfall 2. After telling me you were sick of shooters. And those are all significantly worse games than Destiny 2. With the exception of Overwatch, which I won't say because I don't want Josh to get upset with me. Um, but the rest of them, I will say... Uh, are de- Overwatch is a great game. But, um, yeah, no, I... Let me let me reiterate. Sorry, I'm not sick of shooters. I'm sick of online multiplayer with first person or with yeah with shooters. Like I didn't play Infinite Warfare online. I didn't play Battlefield One online. I didn't really play Titanfall Two online because I don't. I'm just sick of multiplayer mm-hmm. online shooters. And that's, that's not what Destiny is though. Des- not, you can play Destiny alone. I know, I know, and that's why I'm going to give it a shot. Because I'm not going to play it online. I'll play it. I'll play well, it. Um, if you want to play it, though, I'll play with you gladly. I mean, if you change your mind, I will gladly party up with you. We could play together. It's you'll see other people, but you you don't have to. It's not what you think it is. I'm telling you. <clears throat> but that's fair. I'm not going to harass you about it. That's why I'm getting it and try it. Yeah, please right. don't. I and, enough and, of your harassment. I'm not har- See, but see, it sounds it can be good. Like, remember how much we harassed fish. To play uh, Cuphead and Metroid, and he loved both those games. So sometimes harassment is okay. Um, very rarely can I say that. <laughs> Morgan Barnes. This, is, this is a PR issue. I get harassed on a daily basis, and it's fine. Yeah, do you it's work a for Trump? Resource issue. Sometimes <laughs> harassment is okay. You know, when Fish put the mistletoe on his belt buckle, there this was famous some harassment. They wanted. <laughs> oh God. Um. <clears throat> Let's stop there. That's true. The mistletoe is, con- is a form of consent. Was it? Oh, yeah, it's true. You don't have to go down there. It's, a, it's an invitation. Very good point. Actually, I stole that from uh, The Office. It was Todd Packer. He was hanging the uh, mistletoe from his belt at a Christmas party. <laughs> I've watched The Office like eight times, and I never noticed that until watching it this time. So. Uh, yeah. Nothing? It's... You guys didn't know that either. Isn't that crazy? There's a lot of details in the office. Greatest show. No, of all time. I, I know. I, I remember that. I remember. Oh, do you? Okay. I'm just. Right. I'm just surprised. I don't. That, you know, there are like a <laughs> bunch of shows. First, you don't, Josh. There, there are a bunch <laughs> of new, and brilliant, and great shows, and you're going back to watch the office. Whoa, no, whoa. Good, first of all, it's. I, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Real quick, I will. Admit, <laughs> it's a great show. And I will acknowledge that it's a very easy show to go back and watch again. I'm just saying that It's Always Sunny is much better. That is, you're on drugs, first of all. Um, Yeah, watch one episode of that series and you've seen the entire thing. I mean, it's impressive that they've managed to keep it going without ever making more than one plot. Oh, oh, he's taking um, punches at look. He's taking swings no. at shit. <laughs> I thought no, we were no, fighting. I, I, I agree. The office is very much oh. like that. I'm glad that oh, we're in stop it. Me, <laughs> <laughs> he's swinging the punches back at me. I don't know where those punches. Are. Mm-hmm. No, this is what I'll say, Shay. I've been. I watch. I'm watching Star Trek. Um, I'm watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I was going to talk to you guys about. The new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm started, and it's it's oh, that's it's right. That's right. starting off. Wasn't the greatest thing ever, but it's starting off strong. Um, and Kirby Enthusiasm, for people that are into it, is just like, it's just like a cult. It's just, it's an incredible show. I was going to tell Fish about that, because I know he was a Curb fan. Um, 
that Star Trek is opening up because the, the third episode kind of opened up where the season's going to go, and it still seems really interesting. Um, the Office is just my me and my girlfriend show. Like when we lay down to like snuggle or whatever, it's like our snuggle show. It's like our pre-sex show, you know. Huh. Everybody has one of those. I feel I feel like, I feel like it's a during sex show, and you I, uh, I sh- you just I yell at her, call me Dwight. Call me Dwight. I, <laughs> I try, but like if it's on in the background while I'm trying to have sex, I just, I just, I, it distracts me. It's too distracting. Why did um, you try? Well, you know, sometimes we just started just... and I couldn't find the remote to pause it. So, um, what's your, what about you, Fish? What's your pre-sex show? If you're going to like with the lady, do you guys have like a go-to slap it on? Cause you know, it's going to, you know, chicka bow wow. Uh, no, I don't have a pre show to watch before i actually get in the mood to do that um <clears throat> i will say this though like my wife tends to want to watch an old movie that she's seen before so she can pass out quickly and usually like oh uh, we know happens when she passes out <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and you know where that goes <laughs> apparently we talked about that a couple of times <laughs> So that's your trick. You put on an old movie yeah. and you just basically, she gets drugged with an old film. Oh, God. That, <laughs> that, that sounds bad, that actually. Does, it sounds bad, but it's all in, oh. it's just all in bad taste. Um, I just not thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that she has to knock herself out in order to have sex with you. I, I like her logic. Like, oh, God, he's going to want to fuck me. Let me. <laughs> just don't wake me up. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> she, she's fully conscious. Like I've said before. <laughs> I'm so glad our wives don't like support our podcast. Like I mean, they support it in love, but they don't actually listen to it. I was actually joking with that with uh, my friends the other day. I was like, you know what's funny? My girlfriend is the most supportive person in the world. Doesn't listen to the podcast. I'm kind of glad she doesn't. Uh, I need a safe space. I know Fish is probably glad yeah. too. Because if she be- listened to the podcast, she'd know about your wife. <laughs> Boom! That's a good joke. That's a good one, Josh. That's a good one. Shay would appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I did. I did. <laughs> and I continue to. Oh. I feel elation still from that joke. <laughs> oh, I feel loopy. Um, the only other thing I was gonna say briefly about Destiny was that there's. This, I know you guys don't care about this, but people listening, there is this cool easter egg going around that this guy found on titan in the game where if you stare into the water long enough you can see a serpent coming above the water very briefly and then there's a part in the game where you can actually see you go underground and you're looking through these giant windows underwater and you can see the shadow of this huge leviathan underwater and the reason that's interesting is that this guy found it on accident it's not an easy thing to find um and there's a bunch of cool easter eggs like that in Bungie games in it. I wish there was more of that in Destiny 2, but it's interesting to me because, um, not only because I love that planet, but Bungie does a lot of good job of hiding like Easter eggs like that. So I was like finding all these videos online about like, what is it? And this guy had this whole theory about how he thinks it's a hive worm. And he took the worms that you kill, the tiny hive worms from Destiny, and he compared the shape of them to the big silhouette of the, and he thinks it's like a hive worm god or something like that. It's There's a really, a lot of interesting theories about there that Destiny fans should go look into. Because if you're like me and you hadn't heard of this, and it's the first time you're hearing of it, it's really fascinating shit. So go look it up. Um, I wish there was more of that in, in this game because that 
they've created an incredible universe. Also, I think it's about all for my notes here. Um, oh, I did find two. Uh, I put this. I got. I put this video up on the Instagram, and it's one of our most viewed videos. Period. I I opened an exotic chest, and I got. Or I opened a chest in Destiny, and I got two exotic Ingrams from the same chest, and I've never seen that in my entire life. Like, wow. Fish, that's never happened to you, has it, Fish? Ever. He's going to uh, break sorry. Morgan's heart. No, I haven't. See? Oh. Never. I've, I've seen it. I've seen other people do it, though. Yeah, me. You saw me do it. No. No, I saw <laughs> I saw some other Titan do it yeah. as well. But one time, me and Fish opened a heroic chest, and we both, we both got an exotic, which I thought was cool. He got one, and I got one, and then we squealed like little girls. We were like, wee! Who mm-hmm. uh, wee? That's a hoot. And um, this didn't quite... <laughs> it was a hoot, damn it. It was, a very, <laughs> it was very much a hoot. Uh, and this almost, <laughs> made, <laughs> this almost made the opening monologue, but I cut it off. But um, remember that old website that was two girls, one cup? I had this whole thing that was like two exotics, one chest, and then it just didn't work out. I couldn't fi- form the joke right. But um, just let <laughs> yeah. that sit for a while. Well, it, that was fairly soft. <laughs> kind of a soft serve sort of a yeah i don't really know if two i could exotics, have one chest that didn't really look healthy we'll start that guys two exotics one chest.com it's just <laughs> I, we get so many fun ways we could take that but we won't um in summation uh everything else that i've gotten i want to say this really quickly as you guys can see on the webcam uh sector seven item shop sent this for all of us i'm just the asshole that that stole it this big beautiful 3d model of the sword chomp logo uh i put the video up on our instagram as well with a, a i believe it was made out of foam and painted and chiseled this is the sword chomp sword and logo we talked about it a little bit last week victory overall our good friend jason roberts made this um logo. Jason. <laughs> can you do that one more time jason and we so we had so like so, adrian <laughs> I thought that was like a heavy. (laughs) I thought that was a heavy rain reference, but I think I might have the name wrong. It it was no, no, no. It It was, was, but I did it in the voice that Sylvester Stallone does. It's it's confusing. It's a very bad version of it. Okay, so it's Sylvester Stallone meets heavy rain. You can only get that on the Chomcast. That's right. (laughs) Last week, last week it was last week it was Southern. Walkers? Was it Walkers? Oh, White Hillbilly Walkers? Hillbilly Dothraki. Hillbilly Dothraki. Hillbilly Dothraki. Yeah. This week it's uh, Heavy Rain meets Sylvester Stallone. Jason! We're just giving him the gold. We're giving him the gold. But as you can see in the webcam, for people that go to our Instagram and want to see it, she did an incredible job. It like literally makes the, the, the room that I record the most videos in and podcast in. It like feels so cool in here. It's incredible. I can't stop staring at it. And I can't stop touching it. It's just beautiful. Um, just like every sword in your life. Oh, and also, yeah. And I was going to say something yeah. about nani nani, phallic, phallic, nani nani. <laughs> I was setting myself up for a joke. I was going to say, and also, this is pretty cool, too. But no, you guys beat me. <laughs> so thank you, we Sector 7. Uh, yeah, you did. Uh, thank you, Sector 7 Item Shop, um, for, like, literally, that's the kind of stuff that we don't make money from this yet. Maybe one day. Um, but we don't make money. And for, for any of the stuff that we do, we do it because we love it and we want to build a community. But this is the kind of stuff that makes it all worth it. And in a, in a perfect world, if we had an office, this could hang in there for all of us to enjoy. Um, although I know she sent some other stuff to... Did you get your little gift, Josh? 
I did. I just got that. Uh, what was it? This morning. It, uh, it was a uh, an Overwatch Christmas ornament. Oh, okay, like cool. A, yeah, which is oh, about the right time of year awesome. for it too. It'll be coming up here soon. So, yeah. I try. Nice. I, I try to have her pick a better game, but I was like, "Well, it is Josh, so let's you know." Mm-hmm. See, I froze him with that one. Boom! Mm-hmm. And the fish has fish has something coming soon too. Um, it's not hard to guess what it is. And it's not his wife. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> Oh, oh, ow. Oh, my heart. Ow. I mean, how can shit. she? She's asleep, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was saying. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry, Fish. I'll make you come. It's okay. I hate, like, my, okay. I'm to Japan to hang out with me. Yeah. I, I do. I do want to come to Japan. You just, Please you could just send me some money. Cause I'm broke this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, no, actually, this, this my wife's starter on her car went out actually, mm. and yeah, it's uh, it cost me a pretty penny. I actually yep. contracted uh some worker who works outside of an AutoZone. Like I, I see him oh, all the time. He's the AutoZone. Okay. It is AutoZone right by my uh my warehouse job and um i see him just working out right in the parking lot helping people out he just he has the people buy the part from autozone uh, they take the part to him and he just charges labor so i contracted that guy and he was a pretty cool guy actually he he went to the gas station where it was broke down it wasn't that far but he actually drove out there and uh told me what part to get from autozone i bought it it was like 150 bucks for a new starter and he changed it out for me and just charged me labor for it, which uh, it saved me like 200 bucks because I wow. called up uh, a local auto shop and they were like, yeah, that's going to be about a $450 job. And I was like, God damn it. I cannot afford that right now. And lucky for me, um, I blew all the tips. Just give her a bike. A b- yeah, she's not going to bike 12, 30 miles a day. <laughs> to get to her job that's i forget you live in the not, big city that's fucking yeah hard. yep it's not feasible yeah. um oh yeah that's uh that's where all my tip money because mm-hmm. i i had to pay them in cash and i had exactly a hundred bucks in tip money that i made from delivering pizzas that week and i was like god damn it <laughs> pizza bro so, <laughs> Fish's family is in need, and right now we're opening up a special hotline. If you'd like to donate to Fish and his family during this tough time, please, <laughs> please call 1-800-854-CHOMP, and we will make sure your donations go to the Asian we all love. If if we could play that music with the arms of an angel. When I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be complete. Not, you know what? I'm going to do it because I love you, Fish, and I know you'll take it good. You'll take the joke well. Instead of the arms of an angel, wouldn't it be in the arms of an Asian? <laughs> you were afraid to make that joke? Well, I thought it was going to be worse than that. I was like, oh. Uh, uh, you no, are living in Japan, to too. As, I mean, yeah. Racist? That's why oh, I'm not racist. Oh, Everyone's of course afraid. Not. Yeah, in, our, in today's world, it's just... Um, it's rough, you know. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so on that note, I would just want to say thank you to Sector 7 Item Shop again. 
and all the support we've been getting. Um, thank you. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank I, you. I feel jealous because I've clogged it in my beautiful room. Um, no, I feel jealous. But I mean, what's How do you good? feel jealous? What was the alternative? <laughs> like the first, I, I the, mail it to... The, f- I mail it to Japan. Yes. Fish puts it up in his, his daughter's room. No, I bust. No, no, you give it to me. Like the first time I laid eyes on it, I told you, I was like, can I have that? Because I wanted it. <laughs> How about this? Damn it. You build a podcast studio and you can get it. Something like that. I'll, I'll take a picture of it. <laughs> Something I'll, I'll, like that. I'll take a picture of <laughs> take it. Take a picture. I'll frame it. Per- I'll send you a perfect. framed picture of it. How about that? <laughs> It'll be 3D, like you can wear 3D glasses when you look at it, so you it feels like you're really there. Hey, it's the right colors for 3D, actually. Goddamn right. Speaking of which, I'm going to see Blade Runner in 3D tomorrow. It's lighting up the reviews. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Why would you ever see anything in 3D? Josh. We already uh, talked about this on SVT, Josh. Don't rehash that old conversation. Uh-huh. We are. No, no, it. let's do it. Okay, I agree. No, 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 no. Three... Really quick, before, before I... we do that, Morgan. I have a quick question. Where can, if I wanted to buy Sector 7 item, where could I go for that? Well, she has a really cool uh, shop slash page that's just Sector 7 item shop. I always um, tag her whenever I post stuff. I'm going to tag her again this is, week. Um, is that on the Instagram and the Facebook? Instagram is the place. Yeah, Instagram is what I'm most familiar with. I don't know of any other place. Um, that's my domain. Okay. So. Okay, um, cool. No, that's. I was just curious because... Me personally, I was trying to find her on Twitter and I couldn't find it on Twitter. So, mm-hmm. you know, just if any of our listeners wanted to check out some of the uh, stuff she's made or try and commission her for It's something. really cool. Yeah. It, it's awesome. awesome. Yeah, and the coolest thing, yeah, it wasn't like something I we asked for. It was just she made it be out of love and a passion for, for doing it. So it's it's incredible. Perfect. Coolest Thank you very thing. much again. I told my, my girlfriend slash wife... Yeah. That's what I'm going to call her now, girlfriend slash wife. I told her this is the coolest thing anyone's ever got for me, and she got really upset. She got really mad. What the fuck? This is better than anything I've ever given you? I was like, no, 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 no. And you're like, hell Any yes. <laughs> Step up your game, bitch. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a hard thing to compete with, I mean, honestly. so uh, No, I, it's I, not a hard Well, it's a very hard thing to compete with. You know what? She's got to step up her game, and that's all there is to it. Uh. Yeah. There is a reason there's not a ring on that yet. <laughs> oh, no. I'm glad. I'm really glad maybe, she doesn't listen maybe, to this Maybe now. if she did cooler things for Morgan, <laughs> she should be married. It's true, uh, though. I mean, I, I think all of us can attest, like, if our wives or girlfriends had somehow created something like this for us, it would knock our socks off. You know why it doesn't happen? Because they don't care. Fish's wife doesn't care. My girlfriend doesn't care. Josh's wife doesn't care. They support us, but they don't give a fuck about us right um i think Josh's i know they don't care about, about you let me phrase that they don't care josh about our gets, podcast <laughs> josh gets cool tantric sex that i've never had maybe he so, gets or gives what? whoa whoa josh doesn't like us talking about his tantric sex on the podcast this is a public forum shay Sorry, well that we can we can edit the show is not long enough matter. for that the show's not like, oh, you guys missed Josh's joke. Oh, oh I know. I caught that. I caught that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, moving on. Thank you again. Uh, mo- Sector uh, seven. Yeah. Thank you. Thank um, you. A quick run through of everything that we got on the Instagram this week as well. That's worth mentioning uh, if I haven't, just because I don't like to forget cool stuff. On the Dagger Tooth Awards, I finally posted those for people to see what they look like. Um, 
We talked a lot about those last week, so I won't go into it. But we have our official look for Game of the Year awards just a couple months away. We'll have a couple shows for Game of the Year like we always do, and it's going to be fucking incredible. And this year in particular, we might be arguing more than we've ever argued before about Game of the Year. So I'm looking forward to just mm. the contentious nature of how fun that's going to be. Um, I can't wait for Owlboy to win its second year in a row. Owlboy, the, f- the one game that no one talks about anymore. Fuck everyone. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I still kind of regret every day not giving No Man's Sky my game of the year. Um, and then, of course, lots of Cuphead stuff, the exotic thing. Oh, I uh, cut a PvP video. Okay, nothing else looks like it's really worth mentioning here. Uh, and I got to talk about the Blade. Oh, yeah, she interrupted me. I was going to tell you guys, the reason I like to see some movies in 3D... Uh, Josh God damn it. Fuck. I, I'm a firm believer in 3D when it's appropriate, okay? Look at the great thing. Here's the big reason why. If I'm going to take my ass to the theater and deal with the theater hey, wait experience... wait a minute. Wasn't, weren't we going to talk about Sonic? That's whenever it's your turn. Whenever we, we're wrapping up the show, going through all our weeks. Um... It sure feels like a week. Oh, God. Yeah, it I had a lot of stuff this week, guys. I no. look at, I had a lot of stuff. God. Was, um, was this 3D talk on the list? No, but it organically you. came up in conversation. <laughs> okay. Aw. Okay. I'm I can't bit- wait. I'm a big believer in 3D if I think that the film is both worth it and it makes the theater trip more fun. I don't think there's a lot of horrible 3D movies, but look at like great ones like Avatar and Tron Legacy and things like that. There are a lot of great 3D films that Why do did you just mention the two worst movies ever made? <sighs> and Stop that. I will agree you that maybe that the 3D bad. made them better, but... I will not be goaded into that, Josh. I will not be baited in. Um... But yeah, whatever. I like 3D. Some people don't. That's fine. I will gladly spend all my money. Um, Shay, tell us about your... Okay, Sonic. You want to talk some Sonic? Go ahead. Throw some Sonic in my face. I, it's not that big of a deal. I just didn't want, I didn't want to rehash the conversation <laughs> we've had like 10 times in a row. Yeah. Um, no, it, just playing it through the second time, as I figured it would be... Um, you get to see a lot more in the environments. I've really been trying to take different paths and explore different areas. And mm-hmm. I enjoy it just as much, if not, if not more the second time around, um, because the game has gotten significantly easier, obviously, I've, as we talked mm-hmm. about earlier, I've put in the time. It's just, it's a great, I, I stand firm by saying it's a great game. Uh, the environments are incredible. Um, it is a great game. I'm with Shay 100%. It is a great game. It is not just a great Sonic game. It is a great game. I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, I, 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 there's not too much more to say about it. I mean, I hope. I hope. I hope. Let me ask but, you a question. Because um, I feel like yeah. last week we shortchanged you a little bit on the Sonic talk. What would you say... It's okay. Um, playing through this time, what would you say... Mm-hmm. What was your favorite boss battle? Because uh, we can we can talk about to it. What's your personal favorite of all the boss fights? Um, could be aesthetic. I think I, I think I really liked. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna count the Mean Bean Machine one because that one is just like nostalgia. Even though I really really liked it, and plus it was very easy. I was expecting it to be harder, but um, that's what she I would said. say probably. Eh. Um, 
<laughs> Probably the last the last boss fight was awesome. Is that one? I think I think that one's always awesome because the the last boss in the game always has like ten attacks and is always in the coolest area and um he's really big badass. I like the last boss, which is obviously weird. Uh, Doc, I wouldn't Dr. expect that. There but is one if you guys don't mind me spoiling enough. it where they. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was okay. just going to say the other one actually. actually <laughs> <laughs> Damn the, other, the other one I really like is the uh, the ninja boss. I actually hated him the first time around. He's mm, in the press garden ninja. zone. The the ninja robot. He's the one who gave me a lot of trouble the first cool time zone. around. He's in press garden. Yeah. This time around, I really like them. Um, I just I love that world, and it's sad that Josh and Fish didn't get to experience that world because it's there. literally the world after the one they beat or after the one they stopped at. Is that the and one with I like the it's... purple trees and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Cool. There's like cherry blossoms and God, the music is perfect. It's I awesome, really yeah. love that. Level. Yeah. Yeah, it's one, of the, a, it's one of the best Sonic levels ever. It's good. It's good. Um, there's um, there's this one cool, cute boss at the end. It's not a huge spoiler, but it's like you fight a boss that drops out. It's almost like when you go to a machine and you put in a quarter and it drops out like a little random toy, you know? It's like a boss that drops out little tiny versions of classic Sonic bosses. Like these teeny, like the teeny tiny, uh, you know, oh, the drill. That's right. You know I what I'm forgot about yeah. that one. Yeah. And there's this one where you like, there's one where you're over water and you have to like suction up. Um, So it's like, you're floating in this little hovercraft and you have to suck. uh, Oh God, now I'm fucking it up. Never mind. I don't remember how to explain this properly, but it's like you have to, um, Dr. Robotnik is basically like, you have to, oh yeah, that's right. He's swimming around. He's diving around. He has like flippers and stuff. And you're in Sonic and you have a little suction vehicle and you have to suck him up toward the vehicle and it's i don't know i'm fucking this up i'm just gonna drop this i can't even explain you it. just remember there was a lot of sucking involved yeah there was a lot of sucking <laughs> and f- flippers that's all i remember really uh a lot of cool sucking boss fights flippers. yeah there are the bosses are really cool in that Good. game overall overall i i would say to anyone who played it through it once definitely play through it again because you see different things especially if you're taking different paths and Mm-hmm. Um, you find that the game's difficulty, um, is a lot easier to contend with the second time around, which makes it a much more enjoyable game. Uh, personally for me, granted it wasn't that, that difficult the first time around, but, um, when you amass the amount of lives and you play through it again, it's a lot more fun, I think. Yeah. For some reason it wasn't that hard for you. Um... Yeah, cool. I'm curious to see. Even if she, I mean, even Josh and Fish and Apating, I'm just curious to see what they think as they get farther into it. But uh, anything else exciting of worth note before we move on from your week itself? Um, Just the, the YouTube page I'm really getting worked on right now, or it's getting worked on right now, so hopefully that should be up by the end of this weekend. Um, plan for that is to have, you know, just video clips of our podcast. That way you can share it with uh you the listener can basically just share it with friends say hey uh you know there's like 15 minutes of this podcast uh check it out mm-hmm. uh if you, if you like it you know they have 60 plus episodes on their website or on itunes you can check out i actually uh was talking with my boss uh, who works here yes um i'm going to a uh halloween english day camp next week 
and um, I told him, he asked me if I could do it. I said, as long as it's on Sunday, I can't do it on Saturday. I record a podcast with my friends back home, a uh, video game podcast. And he's like, well, you do a video game podcast? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I want to listen to it. And I was like, I don't know if I should say yes to this. Because, I mean, it's like that level of separation, like you said, you like with your girlfriend. I feel like that's like a personal versus professional uh, separation there. But I was like, yeah, you know what? I was like, well, I, I said, yeah, that'd be fine. I said, wait, am I allowed to talk about my job as long as I don't get sp- give specifics? I was like, I probably should have asked that many, many months ago. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. As long as you don't say specifics and as long as you don't say I suck you're, or you're like blatantly <laughs> slandering your company or saying you're going to try and go get a job somewhere else. That's totally cool. I said, okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. I said, we're very crass, but. Um, and crude, but yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't care about that. I was like, okay. So my boss might, might or might not be listening. That should be interesting <laughs> to say the least, but that's cool though. I think that's cool. I, I, I always like developing some level of friendship with my bosses. I know a lot of people don't like doing that. It makes, can make things messy. I've always enjoyed that personally. I, I mean, you spend a lot of time with those people. You end up being friends with them. That's always been my thought. So, but, mm-hmm. um, outside cool. of that, outside of that, I want to, I think this week I'm going to, I've been saying I was going to do it the past two weeks and I haven't done it. I think this week I'm actually going to try and get Twitch streaming going a little bit oh, or, really? uh, I want to, I would like Cuphead. to Twitch stream. Dude, Twitch stream your first 26 minutes of Cuphead. That would be amazing. 26 well, minutes. Very specific. So specific. What the <laughs> <Yeah>. fuck? <laughs> Only twenty six minutes. He could stream his whole game through there. I watched a lot of videos today on you on YouTube of people like failing playing Cuphead for the first time, and like it's just it's a fun reaction game to watch. But anyways, go ahead, Shay. Yeah. No, I just I want to I want to be able to start getting more content um, for people who want to be more invested and involved in our community. Because I know there, are, I mean there, there are a lot of people in our community who are also podcasters, or who are um, people who are interested in game development, or who are video game bloggers, or what have you, mm-hmm. streamers themselves. And I just want to make us all connected. And uh, also, I, I I would love to have people listen to my gaming rage, as it knows no bounds. Yeah, and uh, I would love uh, to do that with you, like. Anything that's um, I I would clear some time for a Twitch stream, and I can I can get on the Instagram, and I can actually go live to people and say, "Look, we're going live to our two thousand followers here. We're we're playing this on Twitch right now." So I think people would come in. Fuck, having them hear us play Rocket League, and just the sheer amount of rage. No, would be... <laughs> no. I I want to yeah. play I want to play a good game on that... Twitch. Oh. Huh. I'm sorry. We're just jabbing at each other now for the sake of doing it. There's no validity behind it anymore. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. It doesn't offend me. No, that was funny. I just, I wish that you had a better gauge of which games are good or not. Yeah. The way... <laughs> See, to be fair, you did say like Sonic, though. You did say like yeah, Sonic. I do, I do. But that's like the only game. Yeah, other than that, though, really, uh... <laughs> that's true. That's true. And Uncharted Four. We agreed. Yeah. You know, generally, the thing is, Shay gives me a lot of crap for it, but every time I push him to play a game, he likes it. The only time I ever failed 
was Catherine. And I didn't push him to play Catherine. We were just playing it for the podcast. But you give me That's an example true. of when I pushed you to play a game and I was wrong. Just give me one example. Pokemon. No, that's not true. I'm just kidding. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. No, um, you definitely said some games I wouldn't like that much that I turned out really liking, but uh, that's no. I mean, you're generally right. So I'll give you that. Yeah. I, can we get can we get that quoted from Shay? He just said that live. I'm generally right. You hear that? Fish heard it. It's generally mountain time. <laughs> <laughs> also that. No, also my my philosophy is always I don't push games on people unless I really believe they're going to like them, like with Pyre and stuff like that. Like I have to believe someone's going to like the game otherwise I won't I won't waste my time, you know. That's fair. I really need to play that game too. <clears throat> but I feel like the hype the hype's already dwindled and gone for that game, so I'd be like months behind. That's okay. I still talk about it with you. Well, and you know, game of the year mm-hmm. like Destiny. there's <laughs> it's... Oh my goodness, this Ooh. year Goodness. Me and Josh are was... so like ahead of the pack though, Josh. We're ahead of the pack. Me and you have kept level, but Fish and Shay, oh, they're lagging behind. We're they're dra- we're dragging them behind us through the cornfield. Naked. <laughs> that was something people said when I was younger, and now that I'm singing out loud, I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> hmm. When you're dragging us, are hmm. Fish and I like tied up together naked or we have our own separate ropes because that's just like that for yeah. my mental image i need to know how it is like if we're just like do you have a preference each other you rather be dragged i don't have a preference i just no, oh i got it i got it visual you so you're like 69 you're tied together and fish's face is in your balls and your head is in his balls and you're you're tied around the neck and the feet That makes sense. Wouldn't, wouldn't that kill? Wouldn't that kill us if we're tied by the neck? I can. No, no. I'll draw a picture. Oh, Let me see. That sounds very mm-hmm. uncomfortable. I'm gonna draw a picture right okay. now on the podcast. Okay. So moving on. Uh, the rest of other other than that, for my week, um, there hasn't been much going on. See, there's the rope. So, see, both of your necks are held together like that, and both of your legs are held together like that. That's that's not in the sixty nine though. Yeah, that's not. I, I drew both of you the same Why direction. Why do we have tits? <laughs> Why do we have tits? Are those are arms. That's the most the bizarre fuck? picture I've ever seen. <laughs> Why was there a dog there? <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I don't understand anatomy very well. Um, it's okay. Is, uh, but yeah, no, I. I'll I'll get back to you on how you guys are tied up next time. <laughs> okay, next so so Destiny two first for me, and then we'll I'll get into Pyre um after Destiny two, I guess. And then what else is really left to catch up on other than that? Um, just I I want like I said I want to finish uh, the Walking Dead season three um series. I do really want to finish that. Other than that, though, um, Cuphead. the new Wolfenstein. We will is find a way. Cuphead. Oh. Wolfenstein. We will find a way to get Shea Cuphead. We must find a way for Shay to play Cuphead. Somehow. I, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Yeah, I know. And you're going to try your best to do it, but I wish you didn't have to go to a bar. I wish we could find a way to get you to play it in the comfort of your home. Because at a bar, dude, you might get through one level. The game is so fucking brutal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hmm. 
That's true. That's true. So maybe I'll look in the laptops um, over the next week or two. See what I can it, find. It's really up to you. How badly do you want to play Cuphead on a scale of 1 to 10? I, I do, but at the same time, it's just a game at the end of the day. And, whoa, whoa. Uh, I, All right, I'm done. That's all it took? Okay. So anyways, uh, Fish, how was your week? We've been really overthinking this. We could have gotten rid of him much <laughs> more easily than we even <laughs> yeah, let to believe. <laughs> all right. Oh, next, so you're going to yeah. introduce Fish, how was your week? Shay, it's just a game. Yeah, how's your week, Fish? Shay's- uh, other than, uh, yeah, getting that starter fix on my wife's car, um... Just the same old week, delivering pizzas, delivering plumbing parts. Um, delivering death. Delivering death, <laughs> the most important. Have you been one. delivering? Have you been delivering your plumbing part at all this week? Uh, no, I have oh, not. Wow. Um, the the listener I, the listeners need to know if you've been laying pipe. <laughs> I do. No, no pipe this week. Um, <laughs> oh no! I actually I picked up a, a ten foot pipe from this one place. It was, it was a PVC was pipe. It, was it, it was called nice, your pants? Nice and thick. No, was it called my pants or your pants? Are you telling us about a real pipe you picked up? Because that is the most yeah. uninteresting thing you can tell <laughs> us about in the entire world. Oh. Uh, yeah, nothing really interesting other than playing video is games. Is that I all guess. your life is? Delivering pipes and having sex with your wife while she's asleep? And playing Destiny till 6 in the morning? <laughs> and delivering pizza. That's, Come on. That's all I need. And delivering death? That's all I it's need, yeah. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, whatever makes you happy. He's just a simple kind of man. Baby, be a simple. Huh? I was. I thought Josh. I thought Josh was leaning in to sing. I got really excited. <laughs> no. I've only heard Josh this sing. This is Final Fantasy fifteen. <laughs> that yeah. What were you singing? That oh yeah. Stand by me. Do do do. Here, I'll make the music. Mm-hmm. Josh, you jump in, okay? Three, two, one. Do do do. He's not doing it. Now I just feel stupid. Um, just just keep going until he does it. No, I'm just kidding. Please, yeah, please. I'm sh- I'm sure eventually I'll I'll come in. Like maybe the second verse or so. Okay, yeah, I just, I'm sure you yeah. will. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> always dependable. Um, so me and yeah, me and Fisher still playing a little Destiny, but other than that, just going. Th- um, but yeah, got Cuphead though, so that's cool. That's fun. Uh, any movies? You go to the theater with the family at all? Seen anything? You gonna go? S- um. Yeah, I definitely want. I told my wife that I wanted to see Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Um. Tell her it's got Ryan Gosling. Because, like it's got Ryan Gosling, babe. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's a pretty good actor. Um, I don't think that's. Yeah, and it also <laughs> has, also has uh, Harrison Ford back in it. I'm curious to see how he plays his character in this one. Um, 
I don't have any recollections of the first Blade Runner. Like Me neither. I saw that as a as a kid, but um, and I want to watch it before I watch this one, just because it. it I guess it it does kind of tie into it, but yeah, um, yeah I definitely want to watch. You didn't it. watch the first uh, Tron before you saw Tron Legacy, and it was fine. Yeah. Do you? I would, I would recommend watching the first Blade Runner. Yeah, I, I hear good things about it. Like it's really good. It's just classic. I I just don't remember that I've watched it when I was just a wee little lad. I guess. A wee um, lad. How about this fish? If you went to see it, would you see it in three D? Are you on my side? No, I want to see that in three D. Never mind. All right. <laughs> 3D it's usually like an afterthought for all these movies uh, unless it's like Avatar where it's like the main focus like I don't really care to see you think it it's 3D. an afterthought I can't talk I'm so angry you think it's an afterthought for Blade Runner Blade it's Runner an afterthought for everything uh, do you guys know the director it, Dennis Vizueta no okay did he do 3D movies he did Enemy before, he did that movie about doppelgangers with Jake Gyllenhaal he did um, Prisoners did those did those have good 3D effects? No, they were just good films. Hmm. But huh. every, every movie you can see in 3D just because it sells. No. It just it drives up the price. I don't understand. Three more dollars. You don't understand. And all and 3D is just it's not even the director's thing, I bet. It's more of like mm-hmm. post production. They're like, what can we make pop out that would seem pretty cool in 3D. Yeah. So th- that and the drive yeah. over to the movie theaters in the 3D anyway. Yeah, that's the best kind of 3D. Uh-huh. It's only 3D I care about. Life. Not in movies. Through those 3D the pipes pop right out <laughs> at you. <laughs> those 3D pipes you're laying and delivering. <laughs> Coming right at my face. Um, anyway, I heard it's a hallucinatory they call it a hallucina- uh, hallucinatory wonder. So that's the kind of movie you want to see in 3D. What about you, Josh? Um, how's your week been? First week in the new house. How you feeling? Busy. Been still moving. Bunch of stuff. Getting the house ready. Fixing anything we need to fix. Um, yeah, I have not had a lot of time to play stuff. Like, I played some Cuphead. Um... Mm-hmm. I was playing some Little Nightmares over the weekend, but didn't have a lot of time, so I figured I'd give that one a break to play Cuphead. Um, and wait on that one a little bit longer, because that's it's Halloween. It's about the right time of year yeah. to uh, to play something like that. So, yeah. I'd love to play that with you for like a Halloween show or something. Um, we'll see what we can do, but yeah. The art mm-hmm. style in that game looks incredible. Have you, Shay and Fish, have you guys seen uh, Little Nightmares at all? No, uh, I've seen. Uh, yeah, it, it's it has like. A, is it in black and white, or is it just like kind of the color scale that they got going, where it's just really dark looking? And, yeah, it's just really dark. Um, yeah. it's it looks cool though. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, it's definitely like got like that grotesque type of uh, vibe going for it. I guess with like, uh, I'm I'm curious to what the gameplay's like because it's. I just saw little snippets of it, a video. It's like Inside, right? It's like a puzzle game? 
It's yeah, it's like a side scrolling puzzle-ish game. Um Yeah, I mean it's it's just like that. Like the the puzzles that are there are barely puzzles. Um it's mostly just kind of figuring out how to walk from one place to another. Um it's they're not really in depth at least so far. I mean like I said, I've not gotten super far in it. Um because I figured I'd take a break and play some Cuphead. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's been really good so far. Um, it's, yeah, like like Morgan said, the, the graphical style is, it's very impressive. It's it like reminds a, me of Claymation. When I see it, it Yeah, looks it's like... not quite Claymation, but it's it almost looks like it could be real. It's like that same sort of, instead of making things to look like Full scale, real. Everything looks like the scale is different. I'm sending a bunch of pictures like, to Shay so we can see what it looks yeah. like. Yeah, because you're playing <clears throat> as someone who's like what, like all all the stuff around you is like way bigger is, than is, you. It's like massive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're like I don't know, like cat sized or something like that. Maybe small cat sized compared to all the other people. Yeah, it's almost like game, a Tim Burton so. movie too. It's got that like kind of eerie Tim Burton look to it to me, but yeah. a, but a little morbid, more morbid. Um, <clears throat> I mean, what are you like, a little boy or a little girl in a raincoat? Is that what it is? Um, yeah, yeah I mean, it's hard to tell. Just, yeah, you're just well, it's vague. You don't even know. The, you don't even know what you are. Yeah, in the in the yellow raincoat, genderless. Mm-hmm. Okay, trying to figure out what's going on. So there's a mystery to it. Yeah, I I wanted to play that early in the year, so it kind of works out that we haven't played it till now. Yeah, yeah. Could be yeah. another game of the year contender for all we know. Or best style or something, who knows? Things like that, yeah. you know. Uh, Cuphead, that, um, <clears throat> the house is going well. Yeah, yeah, it's just been busy. We finally got out of the rental, because that was, um, yeah. Basically, we were just working in two houses at once because we had to get everything out of the one, get it clean and everything ready to go, and then get everything squared away here so we can finally get moved in and um, not feel like we're just busy all the time Yeah, just to have, you know, a house. It'd be nice to be able to come home and relax instead of coming home and having just work because it's... That's kind of where we are right now and probably will be for a while until uh, we get everything squared away. So, Yeah, that's rough. Like usually whenever I plan like my moves, I want to take a vacation week where I can mm-hmm. get everything situated. But, yeah, your situation just sounds like a, a painful. A yeah, pa- this has been painful. the strangest move we've ever had because we moved up here without anywhere to live. Um like at all, like even a rental. Um, it was. This has just been bizarre, just bizarre as far as moves go, and it's been so busy because of it. So, yeah, hopefully that'll finally all get wound down, and we'll just be just be living up here for a change instead of everything else. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's a nice um, thing. Does it feel yeah. weird? Like I remember when I moved into my new house, like. It just doesn't feel like home yet. Like, it takes a while. It feels like you're living in a stranger's house for a while, and that feeling is always kind of, <clears throat> you know, 
disconcerting. Uh, I mean, a little bit. We still don't have most of our stuff here. Um, it's because, like I said, we just got just got all the stuff out of the rental. Um, but yeah, it, it didn't take long. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Well, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're moved in. Yeah, thanks. Mm. It's been, yeah. Been quite a Well, it has been a fun show. Um, I want to thank all of you guys for being here. It was a lot of fun to talk Cuphead because now I was feeling a little down on it because it was beating me over so badly. But now I feel excited to play it some more after talking about it, which is always good. Talk about a game makes you want to play it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A nice wrap up here. Thank you for being here, Josh, Fish, Shay, and of course myself i gotta thank myself it's the right <laughs> thing to do um egotistical bastard <laughs> and thank you for everyone for listening to the show and uh we will be back next week with an all-new chomp cast and until then peace out